1: Hi, and welcome to Nigel and Community Call. Tonight's call is called the Surveillance State. Um, I will be playing two documents uh, on the surveillance state, one that focuses on surveillance in the United Kingdom, and the other one is focused on surveillance here in the United States. Before I begin, I would like to do a rundown of my targeting as they have stepped up my target in in a very intense manner, Um, particularly uh, they're now, again, using the police to harass and intimidate me, and um, also uh, using the fire alarms in uh, office buildings. When I go into office buildings, um, as soon as I go in, within a couple of minutes, they will turn, they will trigger the alarm, okay, and that's just one Aspect of how the harassment continued with the noise campaign, Um, as well as your constant um, daily uh, noise campaign from police, fire truck, sirens. Uh, You know, it's it's, it's very uh, overwhelming at times. Um, Particularly last night, I woke up and, um, you know, I went to the bathroom. And as soon as I went to the bathroom turn on the lights, um, you know, if you, you hear the fire trucks, if you hear the police, um, you, you know, and uh, they had their sirens on for about, I would say, a couple of uh, seconds, you know, Well say probably like about maybe 10 to 15 seconds and then uh, they shut it off and it's not like it's, as if they were driving through the neighborhood or driving through the block. They basically, um, you know, like they were going to, for an emergency, or you will, you will hear the sirens kind of fade in the background. But, you know, they just basically, as soon as I, I woke up, it's like they were just waiting, okay? And we just parked, waiting. As soon as I went to the bathroom, they turned on the sirens. Like I said, for about 10, 15 seconds, and then they shut it off, right? And so that's the type of uh, harassment that I talk about, and this is because you know I'm being surveilled. You know I'm being surveilled, so they know when I when I wake up. A lot of a lot of times, the surveillance is through satellite imagery, in which they can uh, peep into your home. You know they have that capability where they can look into your home. They don't need to have cameras inside your home to do that. They can do it from on the, on the exterior using X-rays or using full color. Um, X-ray devices, okay, and um, we all we all see the next ray what an X-ray looks like, but they have uh, devices that they can see through your home in full color, okay, and um, and also uh, they can do the remote remote monitoring. They can see what you're seeing, so you know it, it is kind of um, you know uh, unbelievable, but uh, a lot of people are, I should say, kind of dumbed down so that they would not believe that these sort of things are happening, but if you look at what the government have been doing for the past two or three decades, they are far, far more advanced in terms of technological development that they want to lead, lead uh, people to believe, all right? And um, and I always bring up the internet. You know, The internet was created in, in the late 70s, okay? And so, all throughout the 80s, you know, the government, they had, the military, they had the Internet. They were communicating back and forth to the Internet, and then in the early 90s, um, they made it available to the public. So, one of the ways uh, in which they had made it available is because they know that they can track your your online activities uh, on the Internet because they had a whole decade to, um, you know, to to develop tools and, and, and the practices to be able to basically uh, track and monitor your online activities. So for me, um, you know, it's, it's living with the type of, of surveillance that uh, that's sort of, I would say, is the new surveillance state, you know. Um, they don't have to follow you around, even though they do do that, because they want you to know that you're being followed, that you're being surveilled. But they don't have to do that, okay? So if you're uh, an RM uh, victim, remote 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 victim, you know that they can track you via the chip that is implanted inside of you. So they don't need to to do that. You'll see at times they will try to make you believe that they're tracking you through your cell phone or listening to your uh, conversations through your cell phones. But, you know, they're they're doing it through you and it's through the bio implant, Because, okay? you know, earlier in my talking and then, I used to take the batteries up my phone, uh, I would have personal conversation with someone that's right next to me, um, you know, and they would they would they would know, okay? And I said to myself, Well, it couldn't be my because I took the batteries out. So I know it's not the phone, right? And I know it's not some bug that they place into my apartment, all right? Because even when uh, you know I go over to somebody else's house have a conversation, you know so it wasn't until I did the research about uh, implants uh, RFID implants and um, especially the uh, the development of these type of microchips which they can uh, implant into the brain that supposed theres that you know they claim that they work in, uh to help uh, soldiers who have been uh, psychologically damaged by uh, military combat but we all know that's the furthest from the truth we all know this is a way that they can keep into a person's mind and they can steal whatever ideas they can use it for um, fighting crime in terms of uh, finding out if uh, this person was involved any particular crime, because you know remember if you're if anything that you do is is recorded in your mind, okay, and so with these uh bio implants, they're able to recall those particular moments or memories um, and that implant can can transmit whatever it is that you're thinking uh, in your mind in real time to uh, a central computer which. Have the software to decode and to uh, display on a monitor. So this is the state that uh, we are in as targets in terms of those of us who uh, are microchip. Is that uh, we have no privacy, and um, therefore that's why they know our every move. Okay, so you know you don't have to tell anybody where you're going. You can just think it, and when you get there. They have already set up an elaborate uh skit or uh, street theater uh, for you okay so I think um, more of this will probably be revealed within this northern document depending on uh, if this program was even uh, put into those type of documents um, but you know any time will tell. okay, so let me start by um playing the first video. Okay. Uh again, this call this video is called uh Big Brother. Uh
2: NSA uh, secret NSA data centers and global surveillance. second has taken with a little while to load.
3: Welcome to London, the world's capital,
4: Surveillance. You may be forgiven for imagining Big Brother really is watching you. I can see one, two, three, 6, 7, 14, 15, 18 cameras on the spot. Every bit of public ground is monitored all the time, so that everything is seen. But also, just because the only different campus, pantom- different landowners, have their own CCTV cameras, so every spot is watched by everybody. In the most monitored city in the world, there is one camera for every 14 people. But this intense surveillance. Keep London as safe.
5: I mean, in a way,
4: these streets like, are kind of dangerous because they're covered in CCTV, but no one's watching. That's what's interesting about CCTV culture: is it takes away like the drive for having a like natural surveillance. The you. Artist Henrietta Williams and cartographer George Engel have mapped a ring of steel around London's financial district from automated bollards, security gates, and surveillance cameras. Anyone who enters is registered electronically, and anything out of the ordinary triggers security protocols. You can see many really mm-hmm. things, like video cameras. <laughs> you have to use the other side not the things right. you like. But, but we can. We can as long as we're here. Yeah, yeah, you can, you can. I, we can film whichever oh, no. way we, oh, no. we want. I can do it. I want to speak yeah. The to like mm. so in And in fact, in most cases, the suit what were, were given to the developers so that they could enact the policy of the police, the but also installing the defence and surveillance against terrorist attacks and against sort of. I know for uh the surveillance systems here aren't just simple cameras. Anyone who behaves unexpectedly triggers an alarm. Imperceptibly, humans can observe and evaluate behavior through these smart cameras without anyone noticing. If the camera detects an unusual event, The subject is marked. One of the world's leading scientists behind the development of smart cameras is Professor James Ulmer of Kingston University. The systems his team are developing can detect suspicious activity even before a crime occurs. The way is to prevent large volumes of data over many months, possibly years. And so that enables the system to develop a statistical model of what is normal and maybe what is abnormal. And so then there's automatic flagging of anything that is uh, considered abnormal. Professor Borwell has been monitoring the university car park with one of his new cameras. The system is learning normal patterns of behaviour, who leaves, who arrives, and how they act. We're able to uh, measure how long they are, they spend in this area, and so we can flag if there is some suspicious behaviour. For example, if there is uh, somebody is loitering in this area. Loitering is not allowed in the car parks of Kingston University but the system doesn't perfectly understand human behavior. An individual only needs to linger momentarily before the system finds them as potentially undesirable. In locations where thousands of people pass in front of the cameras every day, it's even more difficult for the systems to determine what is normal behavior and what isn't these people simply on their way to work? Or does this point... I it, it was <laughs> <laughs> it ...can have serious consequences, as the case of French national David Marie demonstrates. In July 2005, the IT expert entered the Southwark Underground Station. With the security camera passed over him, he was flagged up as different, wearing a jacket despite the warm summer weather. And he does not immediately board the first train to arrive at the platform. David now knows firsthand that he is being constantly evaluated. I the, the This was enough for David to warrant the full attention of the security cameras. We protect the cameras cameras, anyway, the cameras David Marie was arrested and searched. When nothing was found on his person, police raided his apartment. One diagram in particular suggested to the officials that they had apprehended a dangerous criminal. Uh, job you know, I think, uh, on the phone or something else, um, uh, they were very interested in that. Um, they, they, thought, uh, they asked whether this was a map of the station. <laughs> So, as is Google, you can see anything you want in that. It's to prove what it is, what it isn't. It's just Only three weeks before the police were quitting David Murray about his suspicious drawing, London had experienced the most devastating terrorist attack in the city's history. 52 people lost their lives when four suicide bombers detonated explosives on public transport. Three of them were filmed ahead of the attack. During a test run on the underground. But despite the thorough documentation of their preparations, there is still no way for their devastating crime to be prevented. Suspicion instead falls on David Marie, whose details are stored in a file for terror suspects. Eight years on, the authorities still haven't removed him from the file. I cannot travel to the United States. I'm considering that uh, my arrest was in relation with Tony even though I was a real I basically have no chance of trying to get Anyone suspected of crime in the UK quickly loses their right to privacy. The Face watch Unit of the London Police presents faces of suspects to the public, using footage from security cameras posted on the internet. This is a gentleman of interest,
3: and there's the image
4: that appears there. We tick the authorised button here so it goes on the public website and for the app, and we tick here to say that we authorise it. We then press submit and that image is now gone into the system and can be viewed by the public on the Facebook site and on the Facebook app. Mick Neville is head of image recognition at Scotland Yard. He feels this kind of crowdsourced policing via the Internet represents a powerful new weapon in the fight against crime. Yeah, so thousands of people have registered for the, the app, and they're taking on. Oh, I mean, in, in the United Kingdom, people are very much, uh, they, they quite accept their CCTV, they think the police do a good job with the CCTV, and they, you know, they're, they're happy to identify criminals. There's not so much a thorough surveillance, I don't think, in the United Kingdom as possibly on, on mainland Europe. Over the past decade, the UK has been constantly seeking new ways to combat the perceived threat of terrorism. At this military base two hours outside of London, the newest techniques are getting put through that basis. Mark Lawrence is one of the new breed of experts offering instruction in the use of unmanned aerial vehicles or drones. No official government sources will publicly talk about the effectiveness of this new technique. Only Mark Lawrence will speak with us. So one planet we hope hopefully. Track Patrick down, either on his way there or his way back. If I don't see him in this yard, I will fly to the horse track and see if we can pick him up there. The hunt takes place across three miles. Okay, so we've got Patrick. We've located him using the drone. So we're going to fly towards him there. Big brother approaches unnoticed from the air. When the target is discovered, the UAV becomes a constant companion at a height of 120 metres. And what we're doing is using a GPS lock to do this. So if I double-click here, we can just keep the subject in the centre of the screen. screen. And also, at the same time, the unit will follow him backwards. So let's fly this way. There you go. Have you ever got you? Are you in the house and coming out as well? So that's why it's good for covert surveillance. Would it be possible that in the, the future see a drones flying over our heads? Maybe not directly over our heads, but definitely the police are using these now. They're using them for surveillance work and not just sneaking around spying on people, as a lot of people seem to think. So sometimes to catch the bad things going on, you need to be a bit, I, I suppose you could call it sly, but just secretive about it. There are plans to fit the drones with improved cameras, incorporating face recognition technology. Quietly, public privacy is being exchanged for greater security. Michael Chandler is the head of vanquished security back in London. He's also keen to demonstrate some of his techniques, some of which... Are alarmingly effective. Well, basically, what we've done was we remotely switched on the microphone in your phone and recorded at a predetermined time, and that recording then uploaded to our online platform. Yeah, I was just yeah, I
0: was just the phone was
4: bugged whilst it was left unattended on a table during an interview with the police. Professor Orwell was also monitored. So
3: then there's automatic flagging of anything that is uh, considered outlaw. Okay, so here is the photograph taken in the police station, I believe.
4: There's that one, and there's this one. Mm. Two of the calls. So obviously there's all your phone calls, okay? Text messages, which has been only one. We have an overview of your location, which is, because it's an overview, it's only got your location for this afternoon but in general it's also got all the photographs that have been taken and also the, all the voice recordings that we've made. So you just uh, can see everything without my knowledge, actually. Basically, yeah. Okay. That's that's exactly right. So that, um, you Know that there is absolutely no way for you to be able to find a device on your phone, it's totally hidden. Only we, could, only we would be able to find it. Okay, so this is the photographs that we found in your phone. Um, currently I don't know what they are, but what I can do... Is have a look at the times they were taken and then cross-reference cross it with not only the recorders we have, but also the location.
2: We can show you that you were at a police station on Seymour Street. That's called GPS.
4: This is a GPS report coming from your device. And that's all legal. This is totally legal. Absolutely legal, yes. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> yes. As this demonstration has revealed, it's becoming ever easier to cope and track individuals using modern technology. And it's happening far more often than we realize. According to ex-NSA analyst William Binney, American security agencies now have the technology to reextract whenever they want. So they're scoring it off. They're collecting it all and so from a large storage facility, that's what that's all about. And the point is that it's just by storing it all now, that sometime in the future they'll figure out how to go back into it and figure out what's important, so they can reclassify it. That's why they need five J-type facilities to store it all. William worked for the U.S. government for 32 years. He was responsible for electronic espionage. A decade ago, the authorities began to bug us citizens in that The fight against terrorism to change the rules of engagement for the moment. I mean there virtually is nothing in the network that they can't have a copy of. If they start telling you so 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 what they, they only have your data. So I can't find out what they're doing with my data. So I know they have it, okay. So I make sure I write in there whatever I, whatever I have to say about them, I say that in there. So that when they collect it, they know what I'm thinking of them.
0: So, you know. we specially
4: developed software. The authorities can tap into our computers without us realizing. This is a promotional video from the manufacturer of FinSpight. A surveillance program designed for the police. It is widely used across Western Europe, and the principle is always the same. The authorities infect the victim's computer with malware which they hide in a fake software update. The unsuspecting user clicks on OK, and the police can now observe everything as it happens on screen. The intruder gets passwords, emails, and can see stored data. Not everybody in here works for Finn Fisher, right? <laughs> this is the largest hacker convention in New York. And in fact, probably more people in here work against Finn Fisher. Thanks for that. And so to that end, we can make a choice about which what we'd like to do. Once year, hackers from around the world meet in Hamburg. The theme of this year's meeting is state surveillance. She knows Speaker Jacob Applebaum knows what it means to be persecuted. He a close friend and supporter of Julian Assange. To be free from suspicion is one of the first freedoms that is important for being free in the rest of your life. When you are followed around, when you are being investigated, because of the whim of someone, this is the beginning of the end of your freedom. Does
2: the NSA routinely intercept American citizens' emails? No. Does the NSA intercept Americans' cell phone
3: conversations? No. Google searches? No. Text messages? No. Amazon.com orders? No. Bank weapons no. That was General Alexander. It's the most powerful person in the world, probably. Even more powerful than the President of the United States or any leader of any other country. That guy's a fucking liar, first of all. Because we know for a
0: fact...
4: We know for a fact from Mark Klein that the NSA was, in fact, doing dragnet surveillance of all of those things. Well, I mean, I don't really use a mobile phone for anything except security research these days. Um, so I don't really use a mobile phone. I choose not to use Facebook because I really think it's more like Sazi We should not just use systems that make trade-offs we wouldn't agree with, that are not democratically decided. The capital of Reykjavik is the perfect location from which to investigate the technologies states can use to track their citizens. Uh, Keep yeah, us but... from here. Technically, WikiLeaks to release this infamous video from the Iraq war. Those involved with the release of the video suddenly found themselves facing up to a powerful opponent. Pakiti John Satir, who has worked for the media and for WikiLeaks, sent photos from the video to the international press. This activity transformed her into a national security target and her right to digital privacy was repealed. Even though there were no legal proceedings against her. Twitter was demanded to hand over, hand over my personal stuff uh, within three days without my knowledge, which means that, uh, the, we, that we do have a very bad example now for the governments of the United States to go into people you know, even parliamentarians uh, in other countries to uh, to snoop into their personal matters. What's most remarkable about this story is that Petita Jones appeared as a member of the Icelandic parliament. Furthermore, Twitter is not the only source of private digital information to hand data over to the U.S. security agencies. My so i have looking at what experts say in this field in the States, for example. They speculated it's Facebook, Google, perhaps Skype or IP uh, I don't know, uh, but just refuses to uh, acknowledge the request from our lawyers to unseal this company today. Jennifer did nothing illegal when she released the video, but it was enough to warrant invasive snooping from U.S. security agencies. So it's me... My younger son, older son. Some people that I got to
0: know later, I used to work
4: with. Three years ago, the Icelandic people took to the streets. The banking crisis had hit the small island nation hard. The Icelandic sourced on revolution, ultimately forced the general election. (laughs) Nikita Donsatir was elected to the new parliament.
6: But for the US
4: government, she remained a target. Today, Charles got here campaigns for digital rights and self determination. She wants Iceland to become a safe haven for sensitive data. And wants to put a stop to the prying eyes of the state. We are to run our quest around the world, sharing the law that comes law to up. Emails, for example, would be protected in the same way as written correspondence. There is absolutely no country in the world that has actually properly addressed the fact uh, how easily it is for governments and corporations to mine through our private data. We in Iceland are are focusing on creating a standard and uh, setting an example, and then it would be really ideal, and this is one of the thoughts behind the Icelandic MonoMedia Initiative. be ideal if uh, we can, you know, with these new set of laws, create a haven in such a way that, you know, I would like to see it spread to other countries. International demand to store confidential data in Iceland has increased dramatically, but according to Samari McCarthy. There is also global uncertainty about this issue. He is director of the International Institute for the Media. Journalists and their sources have deep concerns about their data being adequately protected. Your data is just being shifted around, and they turn computers off, and they turn computers on, and your data is wherever they think is going to be cheapest. This is great if you're running a business. It is terrible if you're on data and you don't know where it is. And, you know, suddenly the cat photos that you uploaded are subject to Brazilian law. That's not something you signed up for. The police can shut down illegal sites. This was the case with this raid on the server route for online file sharing site, the Pirate Bay. The problem is with the legal information from other providers that may be lost in the process. To protect this data from any access, it needs to be an unreachable place. In the future, that place could be in Iceland. The idea of Iceland as an inverse tax haven, let's uh, say, a place that uh, protects people's privacy and people's information uh, and free speech rights rather than protecting people against uh, the tax authorities, is a very nice one, and, and you know, it's, uh, it's definitely something that the silent sports It will take time, so, you know, so hopefully over a the time, every country will be a Switzerland bit. Hi. But Brigitte Jones-Betir will continue to use Facebook, Twitter, and Google, claiming she's a guinea pig in the monitored space. She says whoever spied on her feels they can do it with impunity, and that her case should be a warning. It is such a temptation to go into somebody's home without them ever being able to know about it, uh, and then I'm referring to uh, my online home, for it is just as statement. as my offline home. This is where all my stuff are. This is where all my personal letters are. This is where all my thoughts are, and all my activity and movement can be traced. So, you know, hands off my home. A similar case of monitoring is currently unraveling in Berlin. Andre Hong is a noted sociologist who is teaching at the Humboldt University. For months, he was shadowed and monitored, suspected as the leader of a militant group that committed arson attacks in Berlin in 2007. Uh, it was the morning of the 31st of July, so a summer day. In the morning before 7. I woke up to a panel on the front door. Then a mass of armed men fell on me. They then threw me to the ground. My hands fixed behind my back. You then get the impression that you're in a film because they behave as in one of the thrillers of action movies. I was already aware that there is such a thing as house searches and arrests directed also against left-wing activists. That was already going through my head, but I could not understand what they actually had to do with me directly. So it was an abstract fear that I had at that point. Andre Hall was arrested by a special detachment and brought to federal court in Karlsruhe. Only later, did Holm learn that he had been systematically monitored? The federal investigators had been studying his academic essays, and the widespread use of expressions such as gentrification and casualization had inflamed their suspicions. These were terms also used by the militant group that had claimed responsibility for the Berlin arson attacks. The investigating authorities had created a character grid to use in the investigation, which suggested suspects should have extraordinary political and historical knowledge and the scientific and analytical ability to execute the attacks. Following his arrest, the investigating judge ordered Holmes' detention. After 30 days in solitary confinement, the federal court ruled that there was no strong suspicion. For the first time since his arrest, Holmes is free. And for the first time, he learns about the surveillance protocols surrounding him. The excerpts from the minutes reveal a detailed investigation into all aspects of Holmes' life. You spend your whole life second-guessing yourself. How will the police officers who have been listening to you interpret what your actions or words mean? You are doing something completely harmless, but have already read in the files that anything can be interpreted as malignant. If I tie my shoes in the street, and I don't tie my back so as not to give the impression that I'm hiding something. Im Park geplant hat, dann werden auch Telefone von Freunden und Bekannten und Freunden und Inquiriten unterzeptet. Installiert und jederzeit. Video-Camera ist installiert in front of the Doorways. Detailing to totally transparent the house. people. Also, das heißt also, da verwandelst du dich in einen völlig geledernen Menschen. Die Investigators monitored Holmes' social environment and couldn't find any evidence to incriminate him. But this only caused them to intensify their surveillance. According to their logic, Holmes is an intellectual who is highly conspiratorial and expertly concealing his misdeeds. That they may be on the power of an innocent person didn't seem to occur to his pursuers. We were completely monitored. Our personal emails have been read. Our they obviously found ways, even before the online search, to gain access to our yeah. computers. That's when, oh, no. There is also a sense of political outrage in the country over the loss of freedom to choose what the main ingredients of domestic social values should be, because those personal freedoms are trampled in the course of these kinds of investigations finally anyone who now searches andre Holm on the internet will receive a huge number of results in many articles linking him to terrorism for the rest of his life andre Holm will be tainted by the phrase terror suspect People are more conscious of the need to protect their digital privacy than ever before. The call for digital self defense is heard everywhere. Emails are sent encrypted, but many are choosing to do without social networks like Facebook and Twitter. In Venice, this group meet once a week for a cypher party. They discuss how to make themselves invisible in the network. What is the team? From this what is the building of the door and the people that operate um, it?
5: Anonymity. anonymity,
4: that is, from web browsing, chat or other internet services to make it anonymous. Anonym. <laughs> Until now, encryption techniques have only been in the domain of the authorities and elite internet geeks. These people... I want to spread the word. I think we are more and more transparent. Even when I use a debit card or a credit card, I have the same feeling. I want to save data as much as possible and leave as little as possible behind. I think it's wiser. parties have formed spontaneously all over the planet. The interest of the population has risen in the course of more government control and more profiling by large companies such as Google, Facebook and others. The interpretation and openness of this profile data is a major problem and a major threat. (laughs) These groups have straightforward aspirations. No one should be able to read their social media posts as they want them to. And nobody should be able to lead through their photo albums without permission. They argue this is not just paranoia. Privacy is a basic human right, and it must also apply in the digital world. When you bear back with the Internet, you bear back with Big Brother. So maybe it's a good idea. Just like we understood with HIV and AIDS in the 80s, we have a personal responsibility to not infect our, our friends and lovers and neighbors. And when you use the Internet without any crypto, without anonymity, without privacy, what you do is you present a transit of risk to your community and probably even to your country, certainly to yourself. Big Brother, please watch me. Most people having a limited understanding of this world of cyber surveillance and how to protect themselves are our most basic freedoms already being lost. Okay, so that was
3: the
1: first video which is called Real Life Big Brother. A secret NSA Data Center and Global Surveillance. One of the, the most uh interesting, interesting thing on this video is when uh he was interviewing uh there was an interview with William uh Danny, who was a former uh NSA surveillance uh analysis. And he said, you know, they have the capability to which they can uh, listen indiscriminately to any one conversation over the globe, particularly here within the United States. They can pick out anyone at any time and put under the surveillance. They don't need a warrant because
2: they operate in secrecy. They don't need permission.
1: I remember in the news they were talking about uh, the CIA and how uh, agents within the CIA would use uh, surveillance to spy on their loved ones, you know, uh, to see if they were having an affair. And so these people have no uh, respect for anyone's privacy. And the fact that they they are working in an agency which can afford them that secrecy and that anonymity and also that uh shield from persecution uh persecution prosecution um you know they it is all the more reason why they do what they do it, it is it, you know it, it it is not surprising uh particularly in the u k we, you know basically everywhere has a camera. You know, and they have uh created uh situations in which the uh people in Great Britain and in the United States are willing to give up their rights to privacy and liberty for the sake of security. Okay. All of this is happening because these people in these uh security agencies have plotted and have committed some of the most heinous crimes against the citizens of their country in order to basically give them the free reign to surveil anyone that they feel. And it's not just the security agencies. You're talking about, I'm talking about the police departments, okay? Police departments, um, businesses, okay?
2: Um, Who are in bed with, the government
1: landlords who own buildings that may have security cameras that those are being used to spy on you and I particularly as, as, as targets we know we are specifically uh, targeted in such a way that anywhere that we go for instance for me if I go to target like within a couple of minutes of entering a department store target or Macy's here in New York, in Brooklyn, um, you know, they will set off the alarm, okay? They will set off the alarm. And the reason why they do that, particularly when it comes to my situation in terms of being a target, is because they have conditioned me to that. When I used to work for this company for 10 years, everything, almost, literally almost every single day, Okay. multiple times a day
2: sometimes it would set off the alarm right
1: so I have been conditioned for that so now if I go into an office building or a government building or you know a department store it would, like I say within a few minutes they will set off the alarm just to let me know so that they can harass and continue with, with the noise campaign, harassment, uh, you know, when I go into these uh, into these buildings. You know, it's it's really, really ridiculous, really ridiculous. And the fact that uh, when you go to those places, especially when I go to those places, you know, the people that's there know that I'm coming, and the people, they will send additional people when I do arrive as part of the target. Hey, Same at the gym. The gym, they... Well, they, did this, they do the same thing almost, well, not every day they set up the alarm, but there are particular times when they're targeting me in such a way, and then they will uh, set off the alarm, okay? And like I said, it'll be multiple times uh, while I'm at the gym. And if you can imagine how loud that thing is, and they just let it uh, go off, okay, for a, or an extended period of time, right? I mean, it is it is ridiculous. And that thing is very, very loud particularly antigen. And so again, you know, and they'll send their, you know, their perps in there. Okay. And as soon as the alarm goes off, you know, they'll all start sticking their fingers in their ears, okay? Or they all start touching their nose. And, you know, so those those are particular things. Then also, uh, they they will try to target you with numbers. That's what they they target me with numbers. Uh, like if I'm working out and they always ask you, well, how much more sets you have? And, you know, when I'll tell them I have uh, three sets or four sets. and You know, at a particular number, they'll do certain things, you know. And, and I start to to notice that. So I start to pick up on it, okay. And so now what I do whenever they ask me that, then I give them a hand signal whether, whether I'll touch my nose also or I'll stick my fingers in my ears also uh, just to target them back or just to um, neutralize their targeting. But sometimes when I do do that, they tend to, like you know, like if I do it first, and I try to do it first most of the time, then they'll stop or they'll they'll turn uh, they'll turn away and not want to look at me, you know. So, you know, I just I just study what they do. I study what they do, and you know these people, uh, you know they 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 think, like I said, they think it because it is a psychological program, part <laughs> of this psychological program. And that they can get away with it because of this uh psychological uh harassment and torture. And so, you know, they can they can say, Well, you know, I'm not doing nothing, right? They can say, Oh, it's all in your mind, you know, it's your it's your so called interpretation. No, it's not my interpretation, it's what you've conditioned what they've conditioned me to think, what they've conditioned me to believe. And um so what I have to do is that I have to take that belief what they've done, uh how they conditioned me to, and I have to Recondition myself to a different belief, so that is how I'm able to like I go to the gym, and like I said, they'll target me and I'll target them back, and I have my workout. I have a very good workout, and I just even come home, okay. And the reason why I'm able to do that is because I have taken whatever negative condition, whatever negative terminology, words, uh, phrase that they've embedded in my subconscious, and had to recondition uh, myself to something that is positive for me, okay. Now, I still, um, you know, I know that they know whatever the negative condition is because they've been told, right? that's how they're able to target you in a particular way because they've been told what this means, you know, when they, you know, touch their nose or what have you, when they sit their finger in their ears or what have you, when they, um, you know, they, they place their hands behind their back with their palm open and stuff like that. They know what that means. So I do that to them, right? And so... When I do that, like I said, I, I fight. You have to fight back in the way that you're being attacked. So if you're physically being attacked, you have to fight back physically. You know, you can't just turn the other cheek, okay? Because they'll continue to beat on you. And so, you know, I I target them back in a psychological manner, and which um, you know, which 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 seems to 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 help me a lot in terms of dealing with with the target and, and not. Have that feeling, not have that fight or flight uh, feeling that you get. You know, you just want to leave, or you just want to act out in an angry manner. And so, by doing that, I'm acting out in a way in which, you know, if they this if they this say something to me, I'll just be like, listen, man, I'm not, you know, it's all in your head. I've said that to. I actually said this to a police officer who thought I was talking to him. You know, and I said, man, listen, you gotta check your head, bro. I'm not, I'm not even talking to you. Okay, so I don't even know why you would approach me and ask me if I'm talking to you, right? I wasn't even I would not even looking in you in your direction. No, I'm not,
6: I'm but out, but much. out of but your because, mind. I am not talking to. You. Yeah. yeah, hold on, hold on, hold, hold, hold on. But is, is he,
1: it's because it's because he knew he knew that who I was. Okay, he knew I was a target, and they sent him there to try and harass me. So that was the reason. But the fact that I got into his head. Okay, and so. What he said to me that he said that to me, you know, you know am I talking to him, I was like, no, oh, I'm not, I'm not talking to you. I'm on the phone. Even know, I really wasn't talking to anybody on the phone. I was like, I'm on the phone, so I don't know what you're talking about. I said, uh, I told him, I said, it's all in your head, man. It was him and another. It was two of us, <laughs> you know, and uh, and you know, and I just, I just kind of like walked off, you know, and you know, so it was, it was, it was, it was fun, you know, but um, yeah, even even tonight, even tonight, uh, on my way, uh, I had I had to go to. um BJ's to get some stuff, water and some juice and stuff for the kids.
5: Oh, I got a story and,
1: about BJ's. <laughs> and, oh, they, yeah, this they I go going to BJ's, they're, they're talking like crazy. The, the staff, uh, you know, the shoppers, you know, uh-huh, sometimes, uh-huh. sometimes they'll have the police there and they'll, they'll, as soon as I come in, they'll start, so as soon as they come in, like they get happy, you know?
3: Oh, yeah. he, 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 he's here, okay. he's here, he's talking,
1: this yeah. way. you know, but it's, it's funny because I I go in there, right, I go in there, and they have everything set up, you know, like I said, you know, I go in there today and um, they always, use, you know, they use the number 30, they use numbers as part of my, as part of my targeting, And I'm sure they probably use numbers as part of, you know, certain uh, TI targeting too, because, you know, each, each target is, is, is uh, each TI is targeted in a certain way, depending on, you know, what type of psychological uh, operation they're running against the target. For me, you know, they use a lot of numbers, use a lot of hand signs. Uh, they'll put up like four fingers, five fingers, uh, three fingers, you know, that sort of thing. And um, also, they like they'll they'll like walk uh, in front of me, and they'll put their 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 hand rest against their back with their palms facing me. Okay, and they do that to me a lot at the gym. Particularly, the women do that a lot to me. So, I'm, I'm thinking that it's something that has to do with, you know, with, with women. I guess they don't want me talking to the woman at the gym or what have you, you know. And so they'll send, you know, and every time there's a new person there, I know that they're particularly sensitive to to me because that new person, whenever there's a new person at the gym, they tend to want to come where I'm working out at and work out to so that they can target me. So, I
6: know that yeah, and it's, it's funny. because not, I was at an event. And once again, it's the old familiarity game. So there's this um, this young lady in there that looked like this girl I used to talk to by the name of Tiffany. All right, um, Tiffany. Her, her her dad, I think, her parents are, are professors at a. Yeah, at yeah, yeah.
1: No, no, don't don't go into details. No, no name. Just say a girl that you because that's what yeah. they listen. That's 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 what they do. when they're fishing for information. So you know. know, don't 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 give them one and Just say you know, it's a girl that yeah, I used and to think to look familiar, just, right? Okay. Right. right. Okay. So you're so so they're trying to use this person. I don't know they, they just send to me too. They'll 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 send people who uh, look like people who have dated, and it's because they're efficient And when when they do that, when they do that, you have to be you know when they do that it's because they're remotely they neuro monitoring you at that point. Okay, because like I said, they're fishing for information, right? So whatever information that they can get out of you, okay. That's why they do those sort of things, okay? And you don't have to, you know, they'll, they'll you know, when those things are happening, like I said, they uh, basically uh, have you on the remote monitor. And so if that person's name pop up into your mind, it's registered, right? So it's transmitted to to their uh, command center, all right? And they say, okay, yes, this is he, you know, we can connect him with this individual, right? Or we connect her with this individual, Okay. So again, this is this is all part of the um, the the experimentation because they're building that reference system, okay. To where when they go live, you know, when I say I mean they are live, but when I say live, like you know, when they have when they are putting a lot more people in these types of program, okay, they would have already developed whatever algorithm, whatever uh, you know, software method in terms of identifying. Uh, particular certain, certain people with certain people to make whatever connection they're trying to make, okay, it becomes easier because they, they have us as the guinea pigs to build on those type of systems, okay, and and in turn you know that's what I said they and then you know yeah as I said you, as a TI, you have to be you have to think back about things that have happened in your past because a lot of things that happened in your past were manufactured stuff that they created, okay, so. Whether whether you're dating someone, you know they may send someone. You know if they, see, if they see that you're dating someone, you know they'll like send that person, you know to you know to um, you know to kind of like have that uh, conversation with you, so that you end up talking to another individual or what have you. I mean, it could just be simple thing like you go into a party or just walk in and you know uh, that person that person of the opposite sex, if you are, you know, if you're uh, heterosexual or have you, but the person of the opposite sex or the same sex uh, giving you a particular look to let you know, hey, I'm interested in you. And so once you pick up on that, you know, and, you know, those are things that, you know, they call honey traps, right? So you have to be careful of those things because what happens is that when, you know, those people who are, they're working with these, uh, uh, with, with, you know, with the police or with the CIA or the NSA or whatever, or the religious group, let's say whether it be the Catholic Church or or Scientology, depending on you know your belief system, okay, and that's how they can get access to you. So once you become once you become involved with an individual, you know you sleep over at their house, you know what I'm saying, and then the next thing you know, you wake up, you know like if nothing, you know like they act like if nothing's wrong, but you wake up all of a sudden, you know weird things start happening when you live, when you leave their house, right? You know that's yeah. because they that's because they've tagged you. When I say tagged, they've, they've implanted you, you know. So they've gotten to where they can get the access to you, you know, that individual with you go to sleep, mm-hmm. or they could, you know, put a, something in your drink, uh, mm-hmm. you know, make you fall asleep. They come in, you know, chip you, or they come in and they run uh, a, a brainwashing uh, program on you while you're there, and, and um, you mm-hmm. know, and then they leave. You know, how you have no memory of it, you know, but you after that, you said, you know, after that, you can say, well, you know, after that, incident, you know, after me staying over at this particular person's house or apartment, you know, these weird things started happening. Okay? Mm-hmm. So you can always sometimes you can always look back and pinpoint to um you know, a a a time and a location where something happened. I'm giving you an example. Uh, a friend of mine, this was I would say within the second or third year of me being a target, um, you know, she hadn't invited me over This is somebody that I went to college with. She had invited me over um to her apartment here in Brooklyn, and you know I'm like okay fine you know I've known her for a long time I have and I also was telling her what was happening to me you know, and so I went over there uh, and you know it was kind of late and she was like why don't you spend the night you know step on the couch or what have you, and I woke up the next morning and you know I I, I noticed when I look but I picked up, I went to put on my shoes. And I noticed that I had mud under my shoes, and I'm like, where did I get mud under my shoes? How, how, you know, say how, how did I get mud under my? Because I didn't walk, you know, uh, in in mud. I didn't know that, okay. So I think I had took I took a cat from my house to her house, and you know, there isn't any mud where I had to walk up into her, you know, apartment. And this was actually a private house. It was like a a, a two story private house, and she had the bottom floor apartment. You know, so I, I was like, what, "What's going on here? Why do I have mud under my sneakers?" Okay, and so after that, after that, I never went back to her, her place again. You know, because I don't, you know, who knows? They could have wore my sneakers to commit, you know, to commit a crime and then try to, you know, uh, pin that crime on me. You know, so this is this is what this is what they'll do once yeah, you become a target. They'll do things to they, try they, to. They do all the
6: time. They, no, they not, do that they do. a lot. Altering, they're altering my clothing, so so basically, you know, like I said, I believe that um that they've given me cancer, and um you know they're secretly treating me and you know so when i I had a um you know when I fit my clothes now, I'm like, wait a minute, these clothes used to fit you know big I was bigger before, and I used to wear extra large, but i'm about i'm I'm like a large now and and my clothes you know i'm I'm a lot lot smaller, my clothes still fit me snug. I'm like, that's that's impossible.
0: Yeah. You know, so
6: you know, they're they're all because even in my jeans I can feel the inseam inside of the inseam. The inseam feels different. Like somebody has been altering um you know um doing alterations to my clothes.
3: Right.
5: Uh Nigel I was wanting to tell you um I saw your um I I saw your uh recent uploads. Mm And um, I was just wanting to share that um, the town I live in did like this stupid little gang stalking play. And at the time I didn't know what they were doing, but I knew it was weird. And I knew it was a way to mock me and to harass me. Mm -hmm. And it was this little dumb play that they put together where my instructor said, if we came, we got extra credit. But, I'm sitting here thinking it's going to be really good entertainment, ha, 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 nothing of the kind. I mean, it was nothing but something they put together just for me. Um, And one of the things they said within this stupid play, I mean, it wasn't scripted. I mean, it was so sick. I wish you could have just been in the audience. They were laughing at stuff that was nowhere near funny just to aggravate me.
0: Yeah, and then they cool. were
5: talking about murdering somebody, and then mm-hmm. they kept saying, yeah, yeah, you know you did it. Yeah, you know you did it. And see, yeah, at the time, yeah. I didn't know what they were doing. But when I watched your video that you just recently uploaded, which I had already made the connection, but it just made me think about it again, because mm-hmm. they which, will. Which,
1: which video was that? Which video was that?
5: Um, About the water bottle.
1: Okay, okay.
5: Because they will do something and then put evidence at the crime scene and say, that play let me know that that's what they were willing to do. These people are sick, and you can't put Mm -hmm. anything past them.
1: Yeah, you can't. You can't. And the thing is that you know you have to be cautious, right? You, you know you have to. I mean, we really listen. I'm still a little paranoid. You have to be. Who can? Who can? Who is not going to be a little paranoid to, you know, being targeted the way that we're targeted?
5: Yeah, I don't okay. apologize but, for it. That's for sure.
1: Right. So, but what this is what this is what they do. From time to time, they'll take certain items. You know, it could be very small. Okay. Um. But they what they try to do too is that they try to take things that I, I won't be aware of. But, you know, I'm I'm mostly aware of everything that I have. Okay. Mm-hmm. But whereas before they used to take things that, you know, they know that I would notice, notice that they were missing. Okay? Mm-hmm. So for instance, you know, like they'll take uh for instance they had took my camera right that I used to, that I would that I would record with. They had took my camera and I don't know what they did with it. I had I mean I had pictures on the camera and so I don't know if they were if they were uh they had copied the pictures or what have you. But the pictures just me and my kids, you know. And mm-hmm. so, um, and then uh, the, you know the video, the, the, the pictures, the videos that I, video that, I you know, that, that I had on the camera of my target, I had already backed those up. So I, you know, if they were trying to get rid of those type of evidence, you yeah, know, I already backed, I would back them up. Right, exactly. So then, you know, I then the, what they did is that they put it back because I had I had a camera bag in my room that I put the camera in, right. And they they didn't put it back in the camera bag. They put it on my computer desk in one of my, I have a small uh, kind of like, uh, uh, these. Uh, you know, it's like a container thing with drawers that I put cables and stuff, in, right? So they put the camera in one of those things. So I was filing my camera. Like I was like, wow, so, you know, either they couldn't use whatever, you know, they were trying to use it or maybe they, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I had already made a video that stated that they already stole my camera. So in case they try to plant my camera at to crime scene, I already made the video. So that can see, you know, I can, yeah, I could, kind
5: of beat them you know, to the yeah.
1: right. That's what I do. And, and it's the with the water bottle. So I was at the gym on Saturday and, you know, working out and, you know, I went to get my water bottle and it was missing. It was gone, you know, so I was like, okay, okay. And, you know, when they do something like that, you know, they start looking at you funny, right? So they always give themselves away. But you know, I, I kind of I played it cool. So one of the the, the girls that was, that works at the gym, she she was walking around. So I said, "Hey, do you still have a water ball?" She was like, "No." She's like, "I don't know." She's like, "Maybe." I was like, "Okay, well, whatever." So the next day, the next day, which was Sunday, you know, um, walking to the car because I'm I'm over at my kids' mother's. Uh, I spend the majority of the time over here because she's in school, and I take care of the kids. You know. Uh, I take care of my daughter during the day, and then my son, I go pick him up from school because she, she takes him to school except for on Fridays, and I pick him up uh, every day from school, and then they're here with me. I they have him do his homework and stuff like that, and then I go to the gym. So I basically sleep over here, you know, for the majority of the time while she's in school because I have schedule. Mm-hmm. And on the weekend, you know, I'll, I'll you know, on some weekends, I'll go home just to get a break because, you know, <laughs> it's a lot handling these kids and then being targeted. I just need to get a break. Yeah. I can be with myself and just relax, okay? And and you know after you know, that's why I went to the gym because it helps me a lot it helps me to get rid of uh, you know the frustration and the anger from you know with these people because if I don't do the gym I, I'm gonna punch all these people in their face
0: okay and, <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying
1: so and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that so yeah. um so you know they tried to you know so anyway so I, I so I I walked in the car on Sunday okay and you know they placed the water bottle right right at the um Right by the front wheel on the driver's side. So they they did that deliberately because they know that if I'm I'm driving the car, I'm gonna am gonna see it, right? And, yeah. You know, and 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 when you think about you know like human behavior, right? When people want to like throw stuff away, they usually throw it at the on the sidewalk, right? Not they don't go and arrest it.
5: And
1: right. nicely said it so politely. Exactly. Yeah. They don't, they don't do that. So, so they went out of their way to do it just so that they will let me know. And that's why I had to take up my camera and force it because I said, look, this is what these people will do. They will do stuff like that in the you know the little stuff, which you has your DNA on it, has your fingerprint on it, and then they can go and they can try to put it yeah. at a crime scene to implicate you in a crime. Because
5: okay? they will do it. Because they want. Because they want, yeah, they because they want to me. get rid
1: of you and they want to you know they, they yep. and they want you to get arrested or what have you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's yeah. how that's how much. they can hide what they've done to you. See, once mm-hmm. once they have that's your arrest, right. they put you in a mental institution. They hide. Uh-huh. That means that they hide. They just hide what they did to you. Okay. Yeah. Because now that's
0: what you know do. you can't
1: speak about it anymore. And the thing is that they want to shut you up so bad. They want to shut me up so bad. And and I always tell them, I say, you will never shut me up. The only, time you, only how you shut me up is in a box. If you put me in a box, if you put me in jail, but you still want send me up. Uh, I'll shut me up in jail because I will find a way of. You know, still um, exporting what you're doing, and mm-hmm. you know, you put me in a yeah. mental institution. That's it. Okay. Uh, the same thing but, they, do. They, they, they stole my shut. clothes. I bought, so
6: clothes to, um, I bought some clothes to uh, to uh, Plato's Closet, and um, I, I went to the gym. I was like, "This is gonna take a couple of um, couple of hours." So I went back, and they gave my clothes to somebody else. You know, so I put, you know, I put it out there on Facebook and, um, and, and, and my Google page that, you know, they stole my clothes, a, a description of the clothes and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. And I give you a bag that has a tag with my name on it. Why would you give it to somebody named Jabari? Jabari doesn't sound like Neil. You know what I'm saying? And then give me the whole runaround, oh, Jabari's about to bring your, your clothes back. And then, you know, come back in half an hour and Jabari's not there and over the weekend and all that kind of stuff. So finally they decided to give me a um to give me a gift card which I actually which I sold to one of my friends because um, her daughter liked to the shop there. I'm like, that's kinda crazy. You know, and this woman's looking at me like, you know, I'm like, look, you, you you I mean, do you guys do this all the time? Is this what you do? Cause it seems like that's a what they do? Police
2: 'Cause
6: every I because every time, you know, every every time they um Actually, I didn't call a police officer because I was actually going to just donate the clothes anyway. So, but the point is, is this what they do? Is this what they do all the time? Because every time, I, every time I think something happens over there, there's always a squad car. Park. Why is there a squad car park in front of, in front of the play though? There's a gym. There's a there's a um, there's a monkey playhouse for for kids. You know that it's like a play little playground, not playground, but a play place, or whatever. Like a ses- like a Sesame Place. I said, why? Why isn't the cop cars parked over there? Why is it parked at Plato's closet? Why is it always parked at Plato's closet? <laughs> yeah, because like, if
1: sure they it. know that if, because if they know that's where you're going, that's what they'll do. That's the that's the intimidation and the harassment uh, tactics that that they do. So if they know that you're going somewhere. They will um,
6: <laughs> anyway. Whether I go, I, I don't go in there anymore. But I'm just saying, whether I go there or not, they're always parked in front of me. I'm like, okay, there's a seriously like there's a pharmacy. There's a there's a a uh, a family dollar like i said there's a monkey Joe's play whatever playground play place or whatever there's a, the Planet fitness why are they always cop cars in front of the Play-Doh's closet yeah right i mean out of all the places on there you know there's a there's a a um an um a middle eastern rest, restaurant or whatever- not middle eastern but um uh, yeah it's middle middle eastern i would say uh you know why why isn't a cop car parked there? Why is it always in front of players' Closet? Well, you know, yeah.
1: I mean, you can't put you can't put too much thinking into that. No, you can't know,
6: put thinking into it, but still, I mean it just seemed like okay, it, it you know, it when a cop car is always parked in one particular spot, you know, you gotta you gotta think about that. I mean, you can't do, dwell too deep into it, but you gotta think about the psychological I guess they, I guess you know they knew they probably knew that it was gonna steal my clothes they probably had me going to play the deposit and probably knew it was gonna you know so they try to act that um have the cop cars there as a as a as an intimidation factor so I don't scream and yell at them, yeah, but I was gonna scream and yell at them anyway because like I said, even in the clothes i was um I was gonna donate anyway, but so I was like, you know what, let me just take you there, see you know see what they give me for it, get some movie money. <laughs> You know, but that's just kind of crazy that, you know, that they want to steal my phone Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Why would you, I mean, come on.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know. That's just why, even like you today, I'm uh, coming back from, like I said, so like I, said so I went to Target and have to deal with the, you know, with the Target in there. And what they'll do with that, they'll send uh, certain individuals in there because I'm going there. And again, how? so how do they know I'm going to Target, right? Uh, I didn't, wasn't on the phone, uh, saying okay, I'm gonna go to Target. I was talking to the kid's mom, and I said, you know, I'm gonna go to Target and get the water and stuff like that. And every you know, so the minute I got it, they, they were you know, they were, they were already prepared for me, okay. And so what they'll do is they'll have people walking, you know, you know, acting like if because I went to get water, right? So I went to get water here, this guy, and you know, they they love to use the color black to target me, right? So he he's he's he sees me go into the water. He starts. He walks really fast in front of me. Then he slows down. He walks, He has he has like a black jacket on, and then he gets to the water where I'm, I'm at. And uh, you know then he stayed. He stood there. He stood there like staring at. Me. You know I was like you know I, I but I didn't really paid no mind. You know I didn't say anything, anything like that. I just kind of like got my water when I got juice, and then I got to the um, the line. So I get to the the line to pay for my items, and you know, this woman there in front of the line her daughter, and the minute I got there, all of a sudden, you know, she acts like, uh, you know, like she she act like she don't know what the hell she's doing, you know? So all of a sudden, she's sending her daughter, all over the place, her daughter comes back, and her daughter starts targeting me with the hand signal, right? So then she comes out now. She starts uh, targeting me with the hand signal. Then she pulls out her coupon books, a coupon book and she you know, it, there's a way that the, what they do is that they kind of they'll flash it in front into your face, you know, like you know, you when you take out the coupon book, you open it, but she did it in such a way so that I'll see the um, the barcodes. Right? So, you know, from time to you know, from time time they love to target to me with this barcode. And what the barcode represents, the barcode represents the microchip that that you that, that have they have implanted in me. So you know, so when they do that, it's like you know, and again, whenever you go to the department stores because there's the camera, right, and they track you, okay, that's how they identify you, okay, in terms of, you know, uh, you know, if this is the, you know, if they're getting uh, this signal from, from the chip that's implanted inside of me, uh, I'm into this restaurant. They want to see who is, you know, who, who, which particular person, which particular person who the signal belongs to is at this particular um you know, restaurant or uh, stores and the fact that you and I, and Neil are twins, okay, and the fact that we both have implants, you know, it kinda makes it kinda difficult, right, for them. Okay, so they need to do that from time to time to identify which one of us is at this particular uh, location. And so, you know, they'll do that and that's why again, you know, I had people in in BJs that just like you know, it's like staring staring at me in my face, like literally staring at my face. You know, but again, you know, I already know what, because I've been through that. I've been through that, and it's to make me paranoid. And like I said, I, you know, these people will not uh, ever, ever uh, do what they did to me uh, in the beginning when I was targeted. Okay, Uh, to the point where, you know, I didn't even want to show my face in public. Okay, and so anyway, so then on my way back, um, you know, I took. uh, this particular uh, street, you know, this, you know, because I had to go all the way and came up. Uh, and there was this cop car that was double parked, and it's funny because you know, like for me, I know when I'm being targeted by the police, right? Because they'll there's certain things that they'll do, okay? So, you know, the traffic had stopped, didn't stop, the lights. so I'm like a few cars behind, and you know, I see the police car have you, and they're just standing there, okay? They're just standing there now. They're not. They're not looking for anybody, they're not looking at any cars for any type of expiry restriction. They're just they're standing on the side where the road is, so where, you know, I would have to like you know, so when cars pass by them, you know, they they could you know, they're putting themselves in danger really by just standing there. You know, but you know, we have to like you know, you had to drive on the other side of the lane if this is a two way street just to pass them, you know, because they were like literally standing on 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 the, the you know the um the opposite side right right next to this to their squad car. So as soon as they as soon as my car approached them, okay, what they did they came out they came out from the room which they were standing, went to the uh, back of the um the police car. There was a female police officer and a male police officer. So the female police officer, you know, kind of did this hand signal where she puts her hands behind her head, and then the male officer then in turn takes out his walkie-talkie and acts like he's talking on his walkie-talkie what have you. And at that point, when she turns around, she looks at me. I said, really? Okay. So I stick my fingers in my ears so she can see it, right? And then she turns around quick fast because she did not expect that, okay? Mm-hmm. So she turns around quick fast, right? And I just drove off, and I was like, let me see if these motherfuckers are going to follow me, right, which they did. So anyway, so I get, you know, and it, I mean, it, you know, the type of stuff that, that they do, right, is just, just ridiculous. And again, it's because, you know, like, like I, I, I had to, um, you know, uh, do a lot of stuff to to recondition my, my, my mindset, okay, from what they did to me, right? So that's how I'm able to go through a lot of the targeting and not have it, uh, you know, to the point where, you know, I'm like getting panic attacks because I used to get panic attacks. So I'm, not, I'm not where, where i at that point where, I, you know, I, you know, like, you know, you do get a little uh, scared because, you know, who who's not? You know, fear is something that's natural and share is actually something that can save your life. So, you know, but, you know, you can have fear and you can have courage at the same time. And so I definitely show them that I have courage. Because all that, you know, they come out at me like, it's, it's like, you
0: know,
1: <laughs> I'm not going to say like no other, but they come out at me at a point where it's, it's it's like, you know, you talk about a psychological war zone. Yes, a psychological war zone. Because when, when, when they bring it, it's like everybody along the path that I'm walking, I'm driving to, is part of it and they are talking to me, okay? And that's how, and then when they start with the sirens, okay, like I said like last night, I got up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom, and this was like a product around after three in the morning to use the bathroom. You know, the, the minute I got up and go to the bathroom, they started with the sirens and stuff. All right, and it was like for a bit, ten to fifteen seconds of the sirens, and I'm talking about the fire trucks, police, um, because they're two distinctive sounds, and I know them. And so, like I said, they wasn't driving around anyway. You know, they wasn't going to any emergency. Because, like, you know, if they were going to the emergency, you would hear the sirens fade over the distance, right? No, they just basically, they were waiting, basically waiting for me to get up, and they probably woke me up, okay, with directed energy. They probably woke me up, and I went to the bathroom, and then they just hit me with the sirens, right? Very loud, like I said, for 10 to 15 seconds, and then they just shut off, and then then they drive away, okay? Okay. And tonight, when I went to the gym, like, you know, um, but let me go back even further today so before I went to BJ's I after when I left the apartment waited for the elevator and the elevator wasn't coming so I said okay I waited for like a good minute uh, you know three or three to five minutes and, and I said okay the elevator something was wrong with the elevator so but you know something told me that you know something just is not right okay so I was like because I just had just use the elevator right? So I was like, okay, something is just not right. So as I'm walking down the stairs, right, I'm saying to myself, okay, let me see who they have stage along the staircase so that they can target me. So I'm walking down, uh, going down the stairs, you know, I'm, I'm on the sixth floor. Walking down, I get to the fourth floor, I get to the third floor, I get to the second floor, and, of course, you know, they had these teenagers you know, had their apartment door open. There was an apartment door that was open, right? So, because when you go down the stairs, you have to make a right. and You have to make another right to catch the other stairs to go down. So you're kind of so just when you make that right, there's an apartment on every floor that's right there. So you can see. So I think it's the second floor. They had the door open, and um, you know they actually, you know, one one of them was sitting. They, they were sitting in the chair. I guess they were doing each other here, what have you? And when they saw me, okay. One of them came out of the apartment, uh, you know, just came out right into the hallway, stood there, you, you know, and so at that point I gave them a hand signal, okay, and um, and I down and I went downstairs, right? So I know uh, again that when that happened, I knew that uh, they had uh, stopped the elevator, okay, so that I can take the stairs. So you know, they will go through those type of extreme just to oh, target you. They will okay, use. just to target you. They, I mean, that's just to show you the type of extreme that these people will put, right? And mm-hmm. they will use anybody, from teenagers.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, because it happens all the time. My my five year old goes to a school, uh, elementary school that's right next to, um, you know, high school here, uh, Erasmus High School here in Brooklyn. And they use the teenagers uh, whenever I walk to all the time to target me. And they'll even use kids in his elementary school, right? To to target me, but you know, I'm not surprised because people who are in cults, especially if they have children, their children become part of that cult as young as you know.
5: Yeah, they teach You it. know,
1: at a very young age, like four or five, their kids, they will get their kids to participate in type of cult behavior. Okay. Right. So I'm I'm not surprised. It doesn't bother me because they're kids, you know, and they're only doing what the adults uh, have taught them to do. You know, so it doesn't bother me. Even the teenagers, it doesn't bother me. I don't, I just kind of like ignore I may, you know, mess with them once in a while, give them a hand signal, what have you, once in a while. But for the most part, it's the adults I go after. When I see that they're targeting me, I go after them from the, the
6: right. crossing
1: guard. As soon as the crossing guard sees me, it's like, you know, it's on. You know, and the funny thing is that the other day when I went to pick up my son, um, you know, I guess there was one particular crossing guard and she probably didn't didn't like being targeted, you know, like if I'm you know, so what did she what did she does is that she waited until I got close to her and then she tried to target me. Okay? But, you know, I mean I could've s I, you know, normally I would have stopped and talked about like, you know what I'm gonna let her, I'm gonna let her do a thing, I'm not even gonna bother her. You know? Because the fact is that I knew she, because the fact is that if I had targeted her, I knew that it would affect her in a way. Because that's that's why she waited until I got close to her, until I, I was about to pass her to target me. Because whatever it is that I would I would have done to her, she would have gotten a negative emotional response or a negative thought uh, response in her mind, and she did not want that to happen. You know, and um, and it's funny because when I picked up my son, and I walked back, she was gone, right? She was she was no longer there. Now, she was the crossing guard. The school just left, let out, right? She's supposed to be there, but she was gone. She was gone because she probably knew that when I was going to walk back that I was going to target to her, okay, <laughs> which, I, which, which I wasn't, you know, but the fact that she, in her mind, that she was afraid that I was going to do that, and that's why she just left, you know, So again, you know, they listen. They they know how I am at at now when it comes to them targeting me and my response to them targeting. So Mm -hmm. they know that. Like you know, tonight at the gym, you know, they're all wearing black. The majority of them at the gym wearing black again. And um, you know, so they kept walking back and forth in front of me, standing there, you know, and um, you know, this one particular guy, he kept he kept walking back and forth. And in front of him was this girl on the um, one of the machines that you worked your legs out with. So, you know, and, and I knew it was planned because she's there. She's, like, pulling on her ears. Even though she's facing away from me, right, but the fact that she knows that I'm, like, behind and I can see her because she's in my field of, of vision. So he stopped doing it. He walk walking. So, you know what I did? I, just, I got up. But after I finished, I got up. And I walked towards him. And I stuck my fingers in my ears. And I stood there. I looked at him. And I turned around because I, you know, I was wearing a red, a red sweater, and so I turned around, and I know it affected him because, you know, he turned around and he couldn't even look at me anymore. You know, so whatever is going through in his mind, like I said, they, they know what the negative uh, condition and that they've done to you. You know, they know what it is, right? And so when you can turn it around and and do it to them, you know, they don't like it. You know, and. Uh, you know like i he, I went to the gym earlier today also, and I was working on my stomach and when you i'm I'm on one of those ab crunch machines and it's facing towards uh the other part of the gym where you have a lot of the stair steppers and the treadmills something there's one particular girl she gets on there right and I, and i am like, okay, so I see she starts like you know sticking she starts like sticking her finger you know fixing her he's fixing her um her earbud, right. But she kept doing it over and over and over. I said, okay. I was like, yeah, this chick, she, she's targeting me. She, I could definitely tell when they're targeting me because mm. no one fixes their earbuds so regularly, okay? <laughs> and, you know, someday I'm, I'm staring at her. And then when she started doing it, I kept doing it to her. So I kept uh, mirroring whatever she did. So whenever she, um, you know, fixed her earbud, I stick my, stick my hands in my ears. You know, whenever she, like, closed her mouth or closed her lips, I do the same thing too. And I kept staring at her. You know, and, you know, she had, like, this color in her hair or whatever. I said, look at little Miss Piggy. Look at her, you know. And so I was kind of making fun of her when she was targeting me. Because mm-hmm. when I do that, it takes away whatever it is that they're trying to do to me,
0: mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm again,
1: to right. So what I, like I said, so when I started targeting her back, I noticed that, you know, she, the look in her face changed, okay. It went from her being so confident in targeting me.
0: To her being like,
1: shit. What did I just? What did I get myself into? This guy, they targeted me back too. You know what I'm saying? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so, you know, it's funny. So like I said, you know, tonight, you know, the majority of the people at the gym were all wearing black. Okay, like I said, black is a color that they try to use to target me, right? And um, you know, it doesn't. You know, listen, it doesn't. I think you know because they, you know, at the time, you know, what it is that they they kind of associate did that association. Uh, thing with the neurolinguistic in terms of trying to have me associate certain colors to certain things, you know? And so, when they, you know, when they try to use the color black now, it's, I, it it just, when, it, it, when they use it against me, in my mind, I'm like, I'm like yeah, I'm an against black brother. That's what I say. Okay? So, whatever negative thing that they did, did to me in the past, it no longer has the effect on me, but they still use it because they're thinking that, yeah, it it's, it, you know, he, he can identify with it. Yeah, yeah, I can identify with it, but it doesn't affect me that the way you think it affects me, okay? But, you know, if you want to go ahead and do it, then eh, it's fine. You know, I make you believe I'm feeding into your narrative, but I'm really not, okay? And so when I start to do certain things back to them and they, come, and they start to do like that, then all of a sudden they'll um, – now what they'll do – and like I said, you can figure out the patterns that they, that they they that they run – so whenever, like I say, whenever they use the color black and I react to it, you know, in a certain way, then they will send somebody who is either wearing like a, a blue shirt or a yellow shirt, right? And um, yeah, you, you know, and I just, I just laugh, you know. So when, whenever they see somebody wearing a yellow shirt, I was like, yeah, y'all motherfuckers are yellowish shit, <laughs> right? That's why, that's why I say, you know. And so again, you know, turning it on them. You know, okay. Helps me to not fall into that paranoia that they expect, you know? Like listen, the fact that I know that, you know, I'm microchipped and they can read my thoughts, you know, even see what I see, uh, you know, it it, 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 it it's it it's traumatizing. Okay, it's, it is traumatizing. Mhm. Okay. But I can you know, I can somewhat uh handle that trauma while giving them trauma also, you know, maybe not to the extent that they can do it to me, but if I can just affect them a little bit, you know, then, you know what I'm saying, it's worth it for me. It's definitely worth it, you know. I, I, you know, like, you I went to the gym uh, tonight, okay, as soon as I stepped out of the apartment building, the sirens were automatic. They turned on, okay, from both directions. Okay, mm-hmm. so I took my phone out. I took my phone out because what happened is that they had an ambulance on the uh, block, uh, the next block up, and then they had a police car on the other block on the opposite side. So the minute that they detected when they tracked me and I'm outside, they turned on the sirens at the same exact time, at the exact same moment. Okay. So again, you know, when you're tracked like that, it's it's. I mean, come on, really? Yeah. You know. And again, and that's why I could say the surveillance stuff today because you know they have gotten to the point of surveillance where they can implant you and they can surveil everything that you do, from your private thoughts, your intimate moments, you know, um, you know, like when you're when you're intimate with your with your significant other or your wife or your husband or what have you, you know, they, you know, like I said, I, I, every time listen, every time I'm intimate, I always say, you know, I'm gonna give them the best porno movie. <laughs> they will ever see in their life. They
5: they enjoy it. Trust me. They of jack of off. Course.
1: Listen, they, listen. You, you, There was a report about the people in the NSA who were who had. They were uh, found that they were, um, you know, they had like a lot of these porn movies. They even because of, you know, they're surveilling people, so they will, you know, they will have those type of uh, footage on their laptop, okay, mm-hmm. watching it, okay.
6: Oh yeah, they're, they're perverted. They're, they're perverted. Yeah. they're perverted.
1: Okay, and then they go into these religious group and you know tell them whatever these whatever bullshit they want to tell them. And These mm-hmm. religious group is like, you know, okay, well, you know, we believe you, and you know, if you say it's God's work, then then we'll we will witch you, you know. Yeah, yeah, see, they, do see, they do that. They do
5: that.
1: Yeah, because you see, what it is is that the technology that they have, they they're, they're able to fool people into believing. Mm-hmm. That it's it's some type of you know godly stuff that's happening, but it's not. They're yeah. the ones that's creating the stuff. They're the ones that's doing the stuff. Okay. Yeah. The use of hop for weather modification, for even uh, mind control. Hop is also used for mind control. Okay. The fact that they can, you know, uh, you know, uh, bounce these signals off of cell phone towers. Okay. To amplify, what it, whatever signal they're sending that that, that they want to send through. You know the continent or to the country, you know that's what that's what they do, okay. Mm-hmm. And they have people believing, oh yeah, you know, if, and another thing too is that they have to be believing that if you're a target and you react to whatever that they're doing, then you're guilty of whatever they say that you're doing. That you did. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay.
2: But again, you know, if they're reacting
1: to what I'm doing, then they're guilty of what I say that they did to me. So that's what I say.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? So, like I said, if, if they want to call me crazy, then they're crazy because they react to what I do. <laughs> I'm not doing nothing. I may, I might be scratching my head. I might be sticking my hands in my ears. You know, same thing that they do. But they reacted. So, who's crazy?
5: Yeah.
1: You know? So, <laughs> I always say that, they, you know what? We're all crazy then. <laughs> you know?
5: Because
1: you're not going to call me crazy when I react to whatever you're doing. But then, when you react to whatever I'm doing, you're not crazy. Like, get the hell out of here. You're crazier than yeah. I am. Because then, yeah. you're, if you're reacting to a crazy person, then you're even more crazy. Mhm.
5: They
1: okay? are more crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's they are, and and they use, like I said, they they use their religious uh, uh, belief to as an excuse to commit all sorts of um, you know criminal activity, right? Mhm. Okay. And also, I got you know I talk all the time. You know, if they if they're going around spreading rumors about you, you know, or if they if they if they're using your voice in the recording, I said you know don't don't even worry about that because you know what, you know we all know that they can uh, they can imitate and they can create your own voice yeah. and and create a conversation that you've had, which is uh, not only you have but create a create a fake conversation with your they voice a that they create, okay. Mm-hmm. They created. So come on, listen. There was a pers- there was this, there was this prisoner who um, used he got ex- ac- he got access to the internet and he created a fake document so that they would let him out of prison. Okay, mm-hmm. and then also that too. But he was able to use the voice of the um, what is the judge or something like that? Was it, no, the judge or what have you to call to make sure that they had released another prison.
0: Hmm.
1: So if a pr- if a prisoner can do that, right? And this person has to be technically uh advanced and able to do that, those sort of things. Imagine what these people in the security agencies can do. Okay? Yeah. Imagine what they can do.
5: They have so right? much technology. They can
1: they can take your own voice from multiple reporters that they have of you and hmm. they create a whole new conversation, a whole hmm. new uh thing, okay? And just say, well, this is your voice, and you said this, and you 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 admitted this.
5: Yeah, that's true. So
1: again, I talk all the time. You can't be worried about that because they're going to do that. What you have to do is make sure that you gather your evidence. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: if they're targeting you, if they're trying to blackmail you, if they're trying to to threaten you in any sort of way, that you uh, document what it is that they're trying to do to you, and you put it out there. Mm
5: -hmm. You put it out there.
1: Right. If something does happen, you can just go back and say, "Look, you know, this is I've been saying this for years."
5: Right. Okay. That's right.
1: Because one, yeah, because one, of the, one of the things in a coercive, mind control program is that you know they will they will do these sorts of things, and 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 you know one thing that I know is that okay is that when they silence you, that's when they can do those type of things. You know, when they come in and they steal your stuff and you don't say anything. Like I said, they can use it in a in a, in a, in a, in a leave it as a crime scene, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And you can say, well, you know, well, they stole that for me, and they're like, well, did you say? It? Did you report it stolen? Yeah,
5: now you're trying you know? to say we stole some, but you never and, mentioned and, it before, and, and, right?
1: And you, you know, don't, and, and and so you know, when you look at uh, the at, at these psych, personal psychological systems and these type of programs that they run, okay, they want you to be quiet.
5: Yeah, that's okay? true.
1: They want you. They could, and 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 they confuse you because you know in I'm sure like in my target and it's like you know when they send Mr. a a message, they always send confusing, conflicting messages, right? It's kind of like the damned if you do, damned if you don't scenario,
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay? Mm-hmm. Or they try to put you in a catch twenty two to try to keep you silent, mm-hmm. right? So they may set you up, right? Then experiment on you and then say, well, you know what, if you say anything, then we're going to put you in jail for this crime that you so called committed. Okay? The fact that they set you up, you know, they don't seem to care about that. You okay. know? All they care about is keeping you quiet about keeping the type quiet. of experimentation that, that they're doing. And so we so you, you, you can't be can't be. Okay? That's
3: right.
5: That's you have right. to
1: take you have to take a stand and you have to say no, I'm not gonna let you even if it means me going to jail, excuse me, they're, they're putting the bullet to my head. I have to take a stand. Yeah. Okay? They're, listen, there are people in, in society who have made sacrifices, who have been killed for a particular cause, right? And this is a huge cause for us. Mm-hmm. This is huge. This has mm-hmm. the implication of which our children our children's children have to live under a system in which this is happening all the time, and we cannot allow that to happen.
5: Yeah, that's true. We
1: cannot allow that to happen. Okay, and so with these systems, you know, um, let me, I'm just going to read something here because you know I want people to really understand, talks to really understand what what they do. Okay, so it says here: it says by confusing, intimidating, and silencing the their victims, those who profit from these systems evade exposure and prosecution for actions recognized as harmful and which are illegal in most countries, such as fraud, false imprisonment, undue influence. Involuntary servitude because they were trying. I remember when I was working, they were trying to you know send me some message messages about working without being paid.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: so they were trying to like turn me into some type of slave, and I was like, no, that's not happening. All right, okay. Intentional infliction of emotional distress, outrageous conduct, and other tortures act. So again, when they silence you, okay, they can put you in prison, they can put you in this institution, okay, because that's that's what they want. Their whole scheme depend on, you know, of them trying to get rid of you, depend on whether you're willing to give up your freedom, okay, to protect their secret programs, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay, and you cannot allow them to do that. Nope. Like I said, look, if you have anything on me, then use it. Let's go to court. Let's go to court.
5: Let's fight it I mean, out, baby. Exactly.
1: I, you know, I, I will fight my, if, if, when it comes to that kid, I will fight my battle within the courts. Okay? As well as fight it out here in a psychological manner.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay? But use it. But you cannot feel that like you can threaten me, you can intimidate me, you can harass me, you can, mm-hmm. you, can uh, you know, blackmail me. And
5: because that's what they do. You feel
1: that whatever, you know?
5: Mm-hmm. And that's what they that's do. That's not happening. Not me, because cause I'm gonna be the most
1: drug person out there. Exactly, exactly. You know what? They you know what these people are not are, are not saying is that oh you know we they didn't say they're, they're not gonna say oh we drugged him or her. You know they're not gonna say oh we set up this 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 situation where you know this person was drugged and so you know um, if they did anything it's because of us.
5: They're okay. they going to leave a lot of things out that keep them yeah. looking yeah. good not, and They're, they're not, not
1: going to say, oh, we introduced we introduce this person to this bad individual who committed a crime when they were with that person to implicate yeah. that person in the crime. They're not going to say that.
5: They leave out a they're lot of that. things. Of course.
1: Of course. Because, you know, they that's how if they want to control the narratives,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: And so they're, they're saying, well, you know, hey, this is a way that we can get people to experiment on them, Right. And to keep them quiet so that they're not going to say anything while we further our research and development into these type of uh, weapons or into these type of psychological systems and programs. While we
5: murder them, right? You're
1: supposed to
5: sit in silence while we.
1: Yeah, kill yeah. Him. Oh, yeah, yeah.
5: Torture him slowly
1: go. and kill them slowly. No touch, no touch torture, and eventually killing the individual. Okay, mm-hmm. and once they once you die, I said they they get they get away with murdering you because the first thing they gonna say, oh, you know, he, that person is, he or crazy. Mhm. You know what they're talking about. So please, mm-hmm. you know, listen. You know, uh, we have to, like I said, we have to, you know, uh, put it out there so others would know what's really happening. And even if they don't want to believe us, eventually they will because eventually it will be a point where. These people will become so confident in what they're doing
0: mm-hmm. that they're gonna
1: put more and more people into, into this type of it. program and they mm-hmm. they're they're, they're gonna get a shocker.
5: Okay? Yeah. And I'm not gonna have a
1: lot of some but And like I said, you know, I'm I'm doing this song for 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 my kids, you know, even though they they target my kids and you know, my kids are probably implanted too. You know, because they will they will do that just to just to, you know, try to drive you crazy.
5: Yeah, and it, and that's with telling my children. They do things to you to hurt me. Just, you
1: know? Exactly, exactly. And yeah. that's why I, I pulled my son aside and I said, listen, you know, when you're around me you feel the urge to stick your thumbs out or to stick your middle finger out at me, don't do it, okay? Because you're being conditioned to do those things to me. Mm-hmm. Right? So you have to make them aware of those things. So once they become aware of it, you know, it, it's, um, and, it's and, and you continue to make them be aware of it, then eventually you'll see that their behavior will change. You know, and as targets, you know, we should be very good at reading people's behavior, human behaviors, because, you know, the one thing that we know is that people's behavior change towards us, okay? And even our behavior might change to each other, but if we understand the reason why, then we can avoid uh, those sort of things when we get together as targets that we don't... Uh, feel uncomfortable next to each other, okay? And so, you know, we have to get, as targets, we have to get to that point. And it, it's hard, it's hard, We have, but we have to get to that point because, you know, I mean, our community is so infiltrated, really, really yeah. infiltrated. Oh, yeah. Okay? That they can, you know, especially, you know, especially when, when you have targets who are, who are uh, given information that can really help our community, they will try hard to try to, um, you know, to try to, to get other targets not to go to those people websites or calls because you know, they they will start a discrediting campaign against those targets.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Okay,
1: but if you're a target and you're smart enough to, to understand the information that you're being given and see if it helps you if it if it helps you then you should go on to those websites and read more about it, you know? Because if it anything that anything that helps you, you should um, you know, find uh, more about or uh, want to attach yourself to it. anything that causes you to look like crazy, you should stay away from it. hmm Okay?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, we, so when you, you go on these calls to talk about aliens and all this stuff, please stay away from them. Take my advice. Okay? I don't so buy what that. what it is, is what they're trying to do is they they try to, you know, drag you deeper into the crazy rabbit hole.
5: Yeah. Right? I don't buy that That's what they're alien to do. mess.
1: Okay? That's what they're trying to do. I'm not saying the aliens don't exist, but I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, we know from what's happening, you know, it's, it's our government, it's the research, yeah, it's uh,
5: their technology, you know, it's their agency, the technology
1: that they're doing, mm-hmm. yeah.
5: It's not no aliens, people,
1: nope, it's, 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 it's planning, you know, you know, the psychological warfare is planning to try to make things look coincidental, you know, but all, all that is, is. What they do is that they basically plan whole scenarios. Okay, they have these people who are working for them and working with them, and they plan these scenarios. They plan it from the night before to towards during the day. If you're at work or if you go out of work, you know they have put people in your path, in your path, who they have you know contacted, and they have hired to be part of your target. Okay, yeah. and they can employ they can employ thousands of people at, at yeah. any time.
5: I just you. worked the temporary assignment and it was at the place you mentioned and the lady that was my supervisor, she targeted me the entire time. She mm-hmm. literally nitpicked me from the moment I started to the moment I ended. I mean she just every little thing she could find, even one of the ladies awesome. told me, yep. mm-hmm. she said she said she came over here. Um, cause she wanted some of those chocolates I was serving and I, you know, put her little cup on her, on her thing. And so she said, I have never seen the supervisor come over here and search my, and do a cart search. She has never done that. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah. that's cause they were watching me on the camera. They, they were literally wanting to catch me doing any nitty pitty thing. And when they saw me hand you some simply a little cup of chocolate, then Woo! Here she comes. Yeah, come yeah, yeah, yeah. here she comes out of nowhere. She said, "I have never seen her do a cart search." She says, "The first time." And then when I she got, but she said, "You're not supposed to give anybody." Job. I mean, and she nitpicked everything what I had on and all this, and I mean, I could do nothing right with this lady, even though I yeah. did the job excellent, and she can't mm-hmm. say that I didn't because I did. <laughs> yep. But yeah, she that's gets, what yeah, she nitpicked me. I mean, it was unreal, and I knew what it was because you know they listen to your phone calls, they read your emails, so they already they have a GPS on my car, so they already know, you know, to set this stuff up.
1: Yeah, well, they that's, did that that's to me uh, at my at my job. You know, when I became a target, my manager said that everything that I do. Yeah,
5: everything. and they do that. So that you'll get angry and quit or or they can have a reason to fire you. So they want to keep you unemployed so that you have no money.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You know, that's yeah. their
5: goal.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: like, uh, you know, last night I went to the bank and, you know, I'm walking down to the bank and, you know, across the street there's a police call there. And it's funny, you know, because, you, like I said, you they do something to tell them that I'm being targeted. It's just nighttime. This is like after 11 o'clock. You know, they didn't—they they didn't have their lights on, their headlights on. They only had their uh, indicator lights on, right? So they had both indicator lights on. And then, um, you know, when I went to the bank, there was a homeless person in the bank. Okay, mm-hmm. now come on, you know, usually these cops, when they see a homeless, people, a homeless person in the bank or whatever, they—they they, they run them away, they chit them away. But because they knew I was going to the bank, I had to get money at the bank. So because they knew I was going to the bank, they left the homeless person in the bank because, again, uh, you know they'll from time to time they use homeless people as my as part of my targeting because they're trying to send me subliminal message
5: about being homeless. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, about being homeless. Okay, and so you know when they. They just basically left the homeless person in the bank, and I'm like, so once I once I, once I saw them and I saw the homeless guy, and I, I, I knew it. I was like, okay, they're trying to send me, you know, and that's why they send you these indirect uh, messages to let me know that, yeah, it is the police that these
2: people. Nate, can I use your phone? My phone's died. Uh
1: So I got dropped from the call, as expected. Like I said, every two hours, uh, not every two hours, but the first two hours, uh, the call will, I will get dropped from the call. But anyway, as I was saying, so, um, again, I, uh, you know, with the bank situation and the homeless guy or have you, and, and, this, is, and this is what they do. So uh, one thing I did, one, I knew that, was, that you know, that it was, it was something that was staged by the police because, for one, uh, they just had their their indicator lights on, right? Now, in the, you know, the, when I say not not the hazard light, but the the signal lights. You know, when you're when you're turning, you know, the lights that flash. You know, you can uh, if you turn, you could turn those lights on without turning on the headlights. So they had those on, okay? And again, they were standing outside. It was a the van, they were, and they were standing outside of the van. Right, with the door van open, okay. And so when I went into the bank there was the homeless guy there. And of course they had the homeless guy targeting and he had on a black jacket again, like I said, I used the the color black. He had a black jacket again, I forgot what was on the jacket, I think it was like a W I think it was W R something like that on the jacket. And you know, and as soon as the homeless guy saw me, he takes out his uh his his um, rag. Yeah, he had like a rag. And he takes out his rag, and you know he's like wiping his face with his rag, all this nonsense. And I just, I just went in there, just took some money out, and I just left, you know. But that's that's how they, that's how they target you. That's how uh, this is, this is what they do, you know. Uh, as a target, you know, this, you know, your condition uh, that way, your condition in that negative, you always that negative sort of thinking, that negative sort of action. And so you have to, um, you know, when you target long enough, you have to come to that realization that, hey, you know, this is, you know, I'm I'm, I'm conditioned. I'm conditioned to think like this, okay? And so when they try to, condi- when they condition you to think like that, you have to try to do something to break that negative conditioning that, that, that they've done to you. You have to try and do it. And so um, you know, the only way that you can do it is if you understand, right, if you understand uh, how they condition you. So that's the only way that you can uh, break some of the conditions if you understand the manner in which that and how they condition you, okay? And, you know, it's it's, it's a lot hard. I have, to, I have to do a lot of research and, and you know, uh, like for instance, you know, understanding SSS silent sound spread spectrum, which is something that they use to condition you when you're sleeping. Um, Neurolinguistic programming, which is something that they use to condition you to colors, to, can, to try to uh, form or try to make you have an attachment to certain to certain things. Okay, uh, to uh, anchor certain or emotion, certain emotions, or certain uh, thought patterns to anything that they want you to connect it with. And so, you know, for me, learning about neuro linguistic programming was probably one of the biggest help for my mindset that I could have found, okay? And uh, it helped me learn a lot in terms of how they were affecting me, you know, using colors and using these hand signals and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, Again, you know, they love to use. The, like for me, they they, they use hand signals and then they do certain things behind it. You know, um, mm-hmm. like if I don't, Actually, if I just ignore them, they'll like flash four fingers in front of me. Um, when I interact with them in terms of in terms of uh, when I uh, target them as they're targeting me, they'll use three fingers. You know, so again, you know, I I don't just go through the notions; I study them. Okay, because mm-hmm. that's the only how because if I end up in a court, whether to be, to sue these motherfuckers, okay, <laughs> or when they try to set me up for a crime I didn't commit, I can basically say, well, look, this is what they've done, okay, this is all a stuff and this is how they, they, you know, this is what they've done to me, okay, and I can explain that in such a rational manner,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, that, you know, I'm not going to mm-hmm. say, go out there and say, the devil is a spiritual war and the devil is, is doing this to me and the devil is controlling my mind. No, the devil is not doing anything. These people are, okay? The yeah. government of the United States are. The police department, people in the corrupt police officers in the police department are the ones that's are doing it, okay? Yeah. These idiots, zombie, zom- mindless zombies running around are here, are the ones that's are doing it, okay?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Ain't no alien, it ain't no devil. sections. An individual in terms of uh, breaking down how how we are being targeted, you know, because that would be really helpful. But uh, but yeah, because I I
5: feel like the only thing that he's really revealed is, which I'm glad he revealed. I'm not mocking him in any way. Please don't take it as such. But it feels like it's kind of what we already knew. But he just confirmed it, which is a good thing because they can't Mm -hmm. deny it because he's solid proof. So, I mean, I'm glad that he's come out with what he has because they can't continue to lie, even though they will. They can't continue to deny and lie because he worked within their agency and he knows firsthand what they are doing, you see.
2: Hello? Hello. Yeah. Hello. Oh.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I I am. I automatically uh, ended my call.
5: Um,
1: but I'm back. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, listen. He he has not revealed anything that we thought he didn't know. <laughs> they
3: have. They have revealed.
1: They have. Right. So I mean, you know, like I said, you know, I, I'm I am glad that he did uh, reveal that to him because. I think also that, you know, he kind of gave us a little bit of credibility. Mm hmm And so I definitely feel like, I definitely feel like there are people out there that are looking into our claims, you know, and, um, you know, it it, it, it may be difficult for them in terms of really obtaining
4: proof, Mm -hmm.
1: you know, because, again, you know, the way how, you know, they created this, this program, Especially with the, the the weapons that are being used, the directed energy weapons, and you know, you know, and when I say directed energy, I, I'm also
3: including mind control weapons as part of it too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you have you read any of the uh, the documents themselves? I've read some
1: of it. Okay, but like I said, there's something you know. They've, there were multiple well, do you, documents. If you
3: have you have you heard of Glenn Green, Greenwald? He was the uh... yeah.
1: yes yes
3: Glenn well, Greenwald. He, he has a website called the
2: Intercept,
3: Yeah. Where he has the list of documents uh like the actual yeah. PDFs.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: And and the, they have one where it's called the Art of Deception. And yeah. it talks about how they'll send, you know uh messages to your neighbors, families, things like that where yeah, mm yeah, I know. They talk. They talk about false flags. They talk about acting like targets, or not targets, but you know, creating. But,
1: you know, but look, look, I think, I think with us as target, it's, it's a little. You know, you, you know, a lot of the stuff in there, it happens to us. But you know, there's there's some stuff that's happened to us that has not really even been revealed yet. You know, like like, mm-hmm. for, instance, like, like for instance, why why is it that our family members participate in our targeting? Okay. And stay silent about it. why. Why is it our family members are being told to treat it like if we have a mental illness, okay? Why is that, okay? So, again. You were cut was,
5: out. What did you say, Nigel? I didn't hear the last
1: part. You so was You're cut I was, out. I was saying, I was, yeah, I was saying that, you know, when it comes to the stuff that's not been reveal, there's stuff that's happening to us that, you know, has not been revealed yet,
3: you know? Especially why would they stay quiet? That, that was especially especially in I mean, the psychological operation.
1: You know, like for instance, you know, why would we tell our family what's happening to the, us, they want to treat it like if we have a mental illness, right? I mean, well, for one, and,
3: one if you try to explain it to anyone,
1: and and are delusional. Well, you know, listen. The one well, thing I mean, that like, people, like for, example, no, for example, no, no, it doesn't sound. No, let me finish. Let me finish. It doesn't sound delusional, right? Because for for example, for example, if if you go to somebody, somebody comes to you and says, "Listen, you know, the, the, I'm, the government has been experimenting on me, and this is what they're doing to me." Right. Now, sure. you may not be in a position to to help that person, but you can. Say okay, you know what? Listen, I believe you because you know what? This government have experimented on people on numerous occasions in the past, and they probably still do this enough, But it takes people who are aware. Okay, you see, the majority of society has been dumbed down, right? I was going to so say if, people are so, dumbed
5: down. They don't think right, like so, that,
1: right? So, they, so when you give them if when you give them information, um, you know they're you know they don't have the information, so they don't know all right but listen let me let me um play this uh, this, this video because uh, I got to play and then I, I i I gotta go, but I wanna get this video in uh so that you guys can listen to it all right
4: mhm
1: okay, so I'm gonna mute the call, but uh the video will be running all right, just give me a sec All right.
4: data collected in that uh, can uh, reveal an awful lot of information about you. The United States of America has become the United States of surveillance. says former FBI agent Mike German, just one of many ex intelligence agents fighting back against the eyes and ears of the NSA. We have Bella presidents, you have Republican presidents. We all want to know what everybody else is doing Why to the American uniform. It may have started in our genes, but it's press TV reveals it's become a big business. they turns changed the whole world against The battle is on between a government that believes it has a right to spy on everyone and a world that is fighting back. This is the truth. This is what's happening. You should decide whether we need to be doing this. America's surveillance state <laughs> Texas, used to be a popular folk tune, but today the song could be about other eyes, the eyes of a spy machine. We live in the United States of surveillance, with cameras like these increasingly positioned on street corners, and with much more invisible spying online and on the phone anyone who's paying attention knows that privacy could be out the window. That's what former newspaper editor Bill Cobbits says. I think the idea of privacy is gone. And I think you have to you you have to adjust to the fact that somebody somewhere may be watching what you're doing. And it may not be the government. It may be General Motors, it may be general telephone and Telepath, it, it may be the drug store on the corner. All of this is not happening by accident. Well funded, powerful agencies and companies are engaged in the business of keeping tabs on what we do, what we say, and what we think. Mass surveillance is the focus of this new six part investigative documentary series, examining who's watching whom and why. Some Americans are up in arms, including an Internet entrepreneur who says government spying could be a first step towards a police state, Alfredo Lopez. Let me put it this way. There is in the United States all the technology, from drones to computers to surveillance to -to day-to-day camera surveillance, all over the country. There is a structure and apparatus for a police state. The United States is not a police state. That is clear, we are not that. Uh, that I dare draw the line. but we can be. And we can be with a flip of the switch. And the real problem is, I'm not sure that the people of this country have, become, have uh, not become sufficiently unconscious of, of their rights and of the constitution and the purpose of the Constitution to really put a halt to that when it starts. And so, you know, that's the real battle. Others believe spying is now a big industry. More about money allocated out of fear than stopping terrorism. Sam Antar is a convicted felon who says there's a corporate angle. It's a bigger story than the NSA story. Is really corporate surveillance of critics or corporate surveillance of rivals within their own corporations, In other words, executives, surveillance, rival executives. These companies... Are looking for the Edward Snowden in their own world. Yes, to many in the world today, the face of America has a big nose for sniffing and sifting mountains of data, phone calls, emails, and texts, and with many mouths silenced by paranoia to keep what they decide is secret. Secret. Even high tech sector executives are deeply troubled. I'm incredibly disappointed. Truthfully, I have become uh, disappointed over the last couple of years. I strongly had suspected this, like many others, that this was happening. Um, but what I had not realized is that actually now we've created a situation where all commerce is unsafe, all communications are unsafe, you know, the most things that we would have expected to be actually have some level of protection completely eviscerated. Just like Toys R Us is one of our biggest stores for kids, Secrets R Us has become an American obsession, and now an explosive and divisive issue that affects people all over the world. It's important that the U.S. is embarrassed by this, because there isn't a way around it. They should stop it. They should stop the disease. They should sign a treaty saying they will not conduct cyber war. They should sign a treaty saying we respect the human rights of the whole world. Taken together, America has become a surveillance industrial state where everyone's business has become its business and where one huge U.S. intelligence agency has been given the sanction and unlimited amounts of money to spy on the whole world. In this series, you'll meet a former undercover FBI agent who says government spying is out of control. We want the intelligence agencies and the law enforcement agencies to have power to go after people who are doing harm. But these programs are being done regardless of any suspicion of wrongdoing.
0: And a computer
4: is who so did the same type of specialized secret work that whistleblower Edward Snowden did, but for the military. when I mean, you for the government, you're like, you're going to do a job. And at the end go home and make sure the job's not done right. And it's really that simple. Um, and the federal government has a lot of really outstanding people that work for it. I mean, high and high level. Right? They wake up dedicated to make sure that it's done to the highest level you imagine. But sometimes you just have people that just do your thing. You know, they, they become upset with what they see. We'll also hear from Edward Snowden's personal lawyer, who says that his leaks to the public were leaks of conscience. Edward Snowden has no desire to, to harm his country in any way. Um, he believes that he's still on the side of uh, his former colleagues, but they just don't see that. And we've tilted too far uh, in the direction of collecting information on innocent people. At the same time, writer Andy Greenberg of the Wired magazine says Snowden's sure. revelations are leading to reform. It, it seems that he's the worst man, a kind of genius employee gone rogue. What I've seen is kind of remarkable that his leaks are already starting to inspire reforms. Even as the government, uh, the Department of Justice, calls for his imprisonment, the president himself is talking about how they're going to be reformed based on refugees. And going forward, I'm directing the Director of National Intelligence, in consultation with the Attorney General, to annually review, for the purposes of declassification, any future opinions of the court with broad privacy implications, and to report to me and to Congress on these (laughs) efforts. I think mass surveillance is also an issue that is building in intensity. But I
0: cannot stand it anymore! As a,
4: daughter, as a daughter, I cannot understand the situation in my children! I will have it as the United States deadburn from across the political spectrum. I'm glad to stand here with Democrats, with Republicans, with progressives, with libertarians, because they will not. It is not about right and left, well. it is about right and wrong. In this series, we'll tell you what NSA really does, how it works with telecom and internet companies, and the threat it poses to a free press and democratic values. It's not only a violation of freedom of the press. It's a violation of the public's right to know. Information is the oxygen of a democracy. It's not just about uh, participating in democratic processes. It's about being informed. That's what makes democracy meaningful. And when we don't have that information, when a very powerful entity, the government, has the information and the people don't, that is not a very healthy sign. We will also show you how whistleblowers, hackers, and activists are fighting back and winning support worldwide. There's been a kind of cat-and-out thing between the surveillance and the surveillance that's been you know, going on for decades. Uh, and what WikiLeaks, I think, was the first to show is that the mice can have some small and large victories despite their lack of resources. Now you know, we see that the, the cats have cracked down again and that the surveillance state has responded. But then Snowden, you know, appeared as another room for the mice. So uh, I think that this is going to continue to be sort of a um, you know, kind of tip for tat, But it does seem that the the these revelations, by the way, these moments when we when, when when transparency wins out over secrecy, essentially, are getting bigger over time. Even as protests mount, the United States government still supports a best cyber spying program. What I've been very clear about is, is that there has to be a narrow purpose to it, not a broad based purpose, but it's rather based on a specific concern around. Terrorism, or counter proliferation, or uh, human trafficking, or something that uh, I think all of us would say has to be uh, pursued. President Obama has called for some minor reforms, but critics are not satisfied. There's some things that I actually like about Barack Obama, Uh, but you know I'm clear about the fact that politically he is. My opponent is my enemy, and he is clear about the fact that you have to put into place a, con- a series of controls that will uh, uh, preserve the social order. That's the only purpose for this stuff. Many in the media have been challenging the power of this surveillance state, too, relying on leaks because they can't always get access to insiders who are afraid to speak. The NSA has invited some journalists in, like for this pro-NSA CBS 60 Minutes report. The agency gave 60 Minutes unprecedented access to NSA headquarters, where we were able to speak to employees who have never spoken publicly before. Full disclosure, I once worked in the office of the Director of National Intelligence, where I saw firsthand how secretly the NSA operates. Senior correspondent John Miller, later the network to join the New York Police Department as an intelligence official. We're going to ask some softball questions, ostensibly trying to understand what the NSA does and doesn't do. First, you don't, you don't hear the call. You don't hear the call. You don't see the name. You don't see the name. You just see this number called that number. You know, this number, There's a two phone number. The duration of the call and the date time, that's all you get. And all we can do is tell the FBI that number is talking to somebody who is very bad. You ought to go look at it. Later, a widely read website showcased another interview by HBO comedian John Oliver asking, what does it say about the U.S. press that the toughest interview Keith Alexander has is from a comedian? It's been said that you must was collect everything. Is that true? For specific problems. Right. But you do understand that correct everything is also the motto of a hoarder. That's the fundamental principle which ends up with someone living alongside 1,500 copies of newspapers from the
1: 1950s and six mummified cats.
4: Former um, officials like General Alexander were off limits to our series as Ben Vines of the NSA made clear rejecting our request for a tour. Thank you for writing. Given the volume of such media requests, we can assist you at this time with your project. The NSA had been created in secret and designed to be invisible, although it's hard to hide more than 30,000 employees with a vast number of buildings. Their tightly guarded headquarters here in Maryland covers more than 325 acres. They have a small army to protect it from enemies, foreign and domestic, as well as their own fire department and SWAT team. Yet these days you don't have to get on the inside for a stage tour of the NSA to know what's happening. And that's thanks to the whistleblower they're all paranoid about. One man, former contractor Edward Snowden alone, is suspected of making off with millions of documents that we have only seen a fraction of. He's been called an insider threat. Uh, I'm just another guy who sits there day to day in the office, watches what's happening, and goes... This is something that's not our place to decide. The public needs to decide whether these programs and policies are right or wrong. In a recent appearance for TED, an organization that teaches diverse speakers, Snowden said he would do it all again, despite his notoriety and the charges against him. And I want to make it very clear that I did not do this to be safe. I did this to do what was rough. And I'm not going to stop my work in the public interest just to benefit myself. NSA Deputy Director Rick Ledeer later condemned Snowden at another TED talk. I do not like the way that he did it. I think there were a number of other ways that that he could have done that that would have um, not endangered uh, our people and our our uh, the people of other nations uh, through losing visibility into what uh, what our adversaries are doing. Uh, but uh, I do think it's an important conversation. No new secret files have sparked a global controversy and debate about the role of American surveillance that seems to have the world as its target. It's doing debates in almost every country. They're damaging here in the United States because people obviously know what the government is doing. But the damage done internationally is spectacular. Not only did they get a lot of governments really upset with them, that they can be, I mean, that they can patch over. But masses of people throughout the world know that the United States government is surveying them. And this is a major, major uh, problem for them. Much of the focus of public band, is the directed at this vast agency known by its three initials, NSA, the National Security Agency, also called a shadow factory, or a wrapped in a riddle. The author of this book, journalist James Bamford, has even made a documentary about the NSA for a public TV science series. For those who know, the joke was always that NSA stood for no such agency. For those on the inside, the joke was that NSA stood could could never say anything. Uh, Baffert and a small army of critics are not dealing with former NSA officials and their defenders. Little Robert Litt works for the Director of National Intelligence and downplays the dangers of the NSA. Um, The intelligence community uh, and the executive branch is subject to uh, significant uh, accountability. Um, We have accountability to the Congress. Um, People may question whether that accountability is good enough, whether it's structured properly, but we still have a degree of accountability, and the president, of course, is ultimately accountable to uh, the public. The NSA is trying to convince the public that it's not dangerous, but at the same time, it's become obsessed with dangers within, a so-called insider compromise that is now consuming their attention. In the post-Snowden period, the U.S. government is facing a big problem, internally to deal with what they call insider threats, as many as 4,000 people they suspect of perhaps uh, getting involved in leaking documents or being an insider threat. On the other hand, they have a problem from Congress and the media, which is denouncing the NSA and denouncing surveillance. So they're coming up with a new term and a new program. It's called, it's in this report here, National Security, responsible information sharing. Now, what does that mean? It's not really clear, but the idea is to coordinate the intelligence community and to have the people in Washington linked up to the people at the local level, even at the tribal level, on Indian reservations, to try to create an integrated uh, police state apparatus. At least it could be used for that, although right now it's just for responsible information sharing, and one of the things about this book that I found interesting were the acronyms, the nicknames of all the organizations that are part of this network, six pages of acronyms of organizations in a responsible information sharing environment. To explore the mentality of analysts and tech wizards who do the same work that Snowden did, we meet Brad Summel, a darknet programmer and former military intelligence contractor. That you were, in a way, doing what Ed Snowden was doing at one point. Can you tell us about that? Basically, the exact same job. I mean, depending on what government building you're in, I mean, it's
0: still the same thing. It's the same rack servers. You still have the internet there. You have the regular garrison internet.
4: If you went out into the field, you have the tactical internet. The tactical. Our networks. So when Snowden was monitoring information of, of various kinds, uh, he, he had, I guess, clearances. Did you have clearances as well? Yes, mm-hmm. So in doing all of that stuff, were you very conscious of the material that you were dealing with being of a high-security nature? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, You had all the sensitive databases right there. Even you know, as intelligence agencies try to keep their stance in mind, reporters have become another enemy and maybe a bigger threat, with really hard-hitting reports winning major media prizes and killing leaders of the mainstream press against the lack of transparency by the NSA. That uh, awarding the Pulitzer to Snowden enablers is a disgrace. Anything you like to say back to him about that? You know, I mean, I look at Peter King's condemnation as, as an enormous badge of honor. Why shouldn't you, Mr. Greenwald, be charged with a crime? The scandal that arose in Washington before our stories began was about the fact that the Obama administration is trying to criminalize investigative journalism by going through the the emails and phone records of AP reporters, accusing a Fox News journalist of the theory that you just embraced being a co-conspirator with felonies and felonies for working with sources. If you want to embrace that theory, it means that every investigative journalist in the United States who works with their sources, who receives classified information, is a criminal, and it's precisely those theories and precisely that climate that has become so menacing in the United States. Is why the New Yorker's Jane Mayer said investigative reporting has come to a standstill. What do you say to those journalists that have been uh, also highly critical of this kind of reporting on yeah, Edward uh, People like David Gregory were asking if the evidence should be prosecuted. It's outrageous. I don't know how you can call himself a journalist and, and, and talk like that. I mean, look, this is the job. I mean, the, the job is we're supposed to report the truth. If whistleblowers come forward. We're supposed to take the risk along with, those, with those whistleblowers. Uh-huh. And society long ago decided that we're supposed to have protections when we do this. This is what journalism is about, shining a light on what the most powerful people in the country are doing to them in the dark. So we're going to continue to do that no matter what David Gregory and his friends say. This series will take you to a high level media summit held inside the New York Times that debated the, the role of groups and the need we're to right. defend the press. Well, I think there is a need for pushback. This conference is a step in that direction. There are reporters uh, and even even mainstream uh, news organizations that are pushing back. Uh, so there is an important fight going on here. The NSA could not have access to its high volume of emails and communications without the full cooperation of telecom companies and Internet providers. This relationship has blossomed into a surveillance industrial complex with a flow of personnel back and forth between the NSA and its contractors. But as the Internet expanded, corporations, I think, saw the possibility of making huge profits I really jumped into it very, very aggressively. But the important thing to to note is that the real heavy-duty corporate involvement in the Internet is only about six or seven years old. That's when they really swept in. A race like 9-11 enabled the NSA to grow into a $60 billion enterprise, with 70% or $32 billion going to contractors, some led by former NSA executives. In October 2001, the NSA had only given 55 contracts to 144 contractors, By October 2003, that number had grown to 7,197 contracts for 4,388 companies. Snowden had been an NSA employee who left to work for a company called Booz Allen Hamilton, run in part by a former NSA director. Private companies like these were given access to the NSA's top secrets. This also led to an expansion of spying, even as government studies found that the FBI and CIA screwed up by not applying the intelligence they had but couldn't process to stopping 9 11. Under pressure from President Bush and Vice President Cheney, the agencies decided that traditional legal restraints no longer mattered. So, immediately after 9 11, was, it was somewhat shocking to me that there was. Um, a, a general feeling that was being expressed that the rules didn't matter anymore that that uh the FBI has been unleashed and we were number one with a big fat check. In addition to their huge budgets, technological supremacy and backing from key politicians who are supposed to exercise oversight. by this environment uh, where, where those kinds of dangerous threats uh, are, are not scaring the public into submission but ultimately this is about what they do and not what they say um, and, and I don't think that there is a great defense you no, know, nothing new for me because back in the 1980s it was common knowledge that the NSA was using many of the same tools and a web to come out to using that why do you think that is why are they doing what they're doing it's it's not an ideological issue because you have Democrat presidents, you have Republican presidents, you have the far left, the far right, but we all agree on one thing. We all want to know what everybody else is doing. So spying is, is in our gene pool. Yeah, spying is in the American gene pool, unfortunately. Coming up next, more on how the NSA does what it does. We'll tell you about its collection program that enables it to spy on the Internet and all of us. You have a right to know what they're doing, and we will
6: tell you. Okay, so that was part one of that video. Like I said, next
3: week, I'm playing part two.
5: And that's called America the Surveillance State yes, oh that's a good one
1: yes, America the Surveillance State, and um, you know, sorry, I can't play part all the part two tonight, but I'm outside, so I'm gonna have to wait till next week and I'll play part two as well as um a couple of other videos about uh surveillance. There's also a new video that I saw that talks about the um next generation weapons. Mm-hmm. Which I haven't gotten a chance to look at it, but I will look at it if I'm interested enough. I will play it on next week's show. But you know, it's very, it's um, very telling what the, the the surveillance state is doing, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I always say, you know, I tell people all the time. I said, uh, I said, you you know the, the the people that you know talk about them being experimented on by the government, how they always label it as crazy. I said, you should listen to those people.
4: Say,
3: mm-hmm. You know, we're not. They're, they're, they're telling the truth. Hello. Wow. Yes.
1: That was the wow. famous, well
3: there's Somebody playing music in the background. I don't know who that, who that is. Um, okay.
1: All right. Well, listen. I'm going to say good night. And uh, okay. You know, I just want to say thanks. Thank you guys for calling in and participating. And um, I'll see you guys again next Tuesday. All right. All so right. Have, a, have a good night. All right. You so too.
5: Bye-bye.
0: bye-bye.
6: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire.
1: Huh? Ah. Oh.